Alright, coming up on the Radio Impound Podcast, episode 171. <laughs> More NWO chat. <laughs> Everybody just stopped listening. They're like, oh no. Another one. Got my shirt today, thank you very much. Yeah, man. I think it looks cool. I like the uh, Hogan tag. Yeah, it's got a cool <clears throat> look to it. Yeah. Coming up on the uh, Radio Impound Podcast, Paul Sicarello. Did I pronounce it right? Sicarello, yep. From Team Cobra. Cobra! We're we're all in the G.I. Joe a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know. It was it was G.I. Joe. It's just like little kids. You just yeah. bump from one thing to another. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked much about G.I. Joe's anymore since then. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I'm never gonna get that aircraft carrier. What's the point? Who cares now? Why don't we just call Paul and we can start? We'll wait for Kirby. Want to keep the talent waiting? Probably fell asleep waiting for us. He's just like, dude, these guys are clowns. <laughs> Yeah, I had someone call. I had someone call me a clown on uh, YouTube. You did? Some, no, some somebody did. For what? what? What was the YouTube video? I mean, it's a video, a tire gluing video, and you know we take a bunch of time showing somebody what to do, mm-hmm. and you know it's a, it's a twenty minute video, and so you're like, all right, these are the rags we use. This is the cleaner. This is the glue. <laughs> And uh, so the guy like is like twenty minutes to mount the one tire. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's like, really twenty minutes to mount one tire. This is such a waste of time, and I'd like to see how long it takes this clown to build a car. <laughs> Did you say thanks for watching? Oh, I think Paul's here. No, Paul. but. I, I don't know if Paul can hear us. Yo, I can hear you. Oh, there he is. What's up, Paul? All right, perfect. <laughs> Got a junior here with Jason Rona. How's it going? How's good, Paul. How are you? Good. You guys hear me all right? Yeah, sound good. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Jason was just telling us yeah, about we some YouTube just... video that he... Yeah, yeah I, was... I heard that's pretty funny. <laughs> you, you, made yeah. the, you made the video, Jason? Well, yeah, it's one of our videos we uploaded. It was a long time ago, and you know, just keep it, things will go months, or, you know, months and months. There's no comments, and then all of a sudden, there's just like three comments in a row, right? And it's like you know, one guy or a couple guys that are just like, "Oh, give me a break! This is a joke," and, you know. <laughs> Twenty minutes to mount one tire, God. I know. That's, uh, I don't know what's so special about it, but it is funny. 
So it's like these comments come in on my email. Mm-hmm. So I read the e- I see the email come through like oh here's another comment, and so yeah it's people just they're brutal. Well, don't you normally just respond with thanks for watching? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the classic the classic response. Yeah. Uh, to any of that type of stuff, but yeah. Anyway, uh, we're talking to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Team manager for Serpent, right, Paul? Yep. Team Team Cobra. Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> San Juan and Pico as well. San Juan Pico. So, uh, well, straight off the bat, how many questions have you gotten about the new San Juan radio? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot, for sure. I mean, I I usually keep Facebook open all day just because people message me, and it's like the last. I don't know, a week, it's been, hey, when's it coming? How much is it? You know, when can we get it? You know, so it's uh, it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. I I anticipate you see a, a high amount of those moving, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks like, uh looks pretty trick. I've just seen pretty much what everyone else has seen. I haven't actually held it in my hands, but it looks pretty sweet for sure. Mm. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like radios don't a whole new radio doesn't come out that often, so it's like you know we're we're a little jaded now with new releases and RC because you know everyone's got like a car update or something's going on, but still with a radio everyone it has a little it still has that punch. Uh, yeah, for we sure. We don't see them very often. Right. Yeah, this one is. Uh... It looks like the new receiver with the antenna is a little smaller than the old one, about the same size as the antennaless one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a smaller radio, kind of like the MT44, a lot lighter. So depending on mm-hmm. you know how what feel you like, you may or may not like it, but the performance is supposed to be better. So yeah, I mean, and obviously it looks nice and. Hopefully the functionality is a little bit. That's the only thing I really. I've never. I'm always so fast backwards with my M12. No matter how long I have it, I'm always like blowing by the menus and. <laughs> um, I I'm horrible with that thing. Yeah, I think it is the M12. I think is one of the harder uh, or harder menus to scroll through and find things. And a lot of guys, there's actually a function on it for a basic menu where you can switch it right. over and uh, it takes away all that stuff that really you don't need, but it, you know, it has your sub trim, your EPA, your trim, your exponential and stuff like that. So um, it makes things way, way easier. Hmm. Um, it's actually the newer rate, the newer M12 S has come with, uh, come with that already on there, you know, like pre okay. set to that menu. So it makes things a lot easier instead of going through all that other throttle mixing and this and that and whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know why it, it just doesn't work with my brain the way that menu works <clears throat> on the 12. I mean, I'm every time I'm like, oh, okay, so I hit this button to go there. And then, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, if you got to make an adjustment, like, quickly, I'm always like, uh... <laughs> yep, for sure. you're under pressure. Try to put yep. in your alarm. <laughs> put in your alarm alarm code, like when you're 
like your alarm's going off or something. You got to put in your alarm code. You're like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I just set my radio. Like if I know I'm going to need to maybe adjust something, I put it on that menu for when I go up for my race. So I don't have to like look for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, you just can't argue with that, that radio feel in general. I don't know what it is about that, those radios, but man, people get used to them and it's like, it's hard to talk anybody out of it. Yeah. I mean, I was sponsored by another brand radio for probably 10 years and drove a car with, you know, same, a serpent car with an M12 radio. And I'm like, Oh my God, this feels amazing. And I got, I decided I was going to pay for my stuff from then on. This was before we were selling Sandline. I was like, this thing is so good. I I will, I will buy it (laughs) Mm. and spend my own money, you know? So, Yep. I mean, that's obviously happened, you know, a few times in RC. Pretty interesting for sure. Yeah. I mean, I know Mayfield was an M12 guy and then went to another brand and didn't get along with it and was like, all right, I'm buying my own M12. (laughs) You know, so. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. So, uh, I don't know, uh, Gotti, if we want to talk to Paul a little bit first about some of our questions or we want to do some of the the questions we got online first Uh, I'm I'm sure Paul kind of took a look at some of them maybe maybe we try to uh, do those at the end yeah yeah that sounds good Uh, yeah I I looked at some of the other ones the ones online so I got an idea what I'm getting into (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, I think the the easy the easy thing to do uh, is start just kind of, I guess what I think is just, you know, you ask everybody, you know, when you started and, you know, kind of highlight some of the stuff you've done along the way to the point to where you are right now. And then we can get more specific about the serpent stuff. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so basically, I guess I was probably 12 years old in that RC10 gold tub chassis day, you know, yep. and uh, mm-hmm. would go to the hobby shop and was just like, man, I want that so bad, but I never had the money to get it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, me neither. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, like a lot of people were like that. And so I wound up, I did wind up getting an RC car for my birthday or Christmas. I don't remember, you know, um, it was a... Samurai, it was called. It was a chain-driven four-wheel drive, and okay. that thing broke. It broke every single time I used it, oh. and just sort of got disinterested, or you know, whatever. Kind of. I mean, I think it happened to everyone, just about. So, um, yeah. Then I got. I kind of got into racing dirt bikes, and so I didn't do RC for a while, um, and then about eighty-eight or eighty-nine, I. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's when I started racing dirt bikes. So then one day, uh, a few years later, when I was about 16, um, me and my friend were at a practice track riding and, uh, he goes, Hey, I'm going down to the slot car track later on tonight. You want to come check it out? And I'm like, slot car track. What are you talking about? I'm like, I was thinking kind of like the little HO Tyco cars, you know? And I'm like, thinking yeah. myself. Why would, you, why would you need, like, a big store or whatever to to do that, right? You know, you do that in your basement, right? So 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll come check it out. And uh, so I go down there, and it's in like a, a strip mall. You know, it's got like a shopping, you know, like a grocery store, and then a bunch of other stores. And I walk in the door, and there's these huge tracks that are like probably, I don't know, 50 by 20 or something, the footprint. And these cars are zipping around. I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like, I was like in awe at the time. And uh, probably that from that day on, for about two or three months, I went there every single day. And okay. it was it was just, I was ha- it was so much fun and... You know, it was something new, and I was learning it, and it was really cool. And um, so I raced slot cars for a while and um, traveled around the world, went to, like, Belgium and Brazil and Europe and, you know, all kinds of different places, and that was real so fun. That was, for, that was just for slot cars. Wow. That was just for – yeah, that was just for slot cars. And um, when I – probably – it was a couple of years after I started, um, Steve Kep from Parma International – who they're, you know, we're big into RC and for sure into slot cars. Um, we were pretty good friends, and he offered me a job to go work for Parma. And so I did that. I started there in 96, and I, I think I worked there for about 13 or 14 years. Wow. And okay. Doing, doing that, um, you know, I was kind of involved with making, like, the fast color paint and the Speed 12, uh, 12 scale body and all that kind of like racy stuff. And we actually wound up having a oval car at one point, which was pretty cool. Um, Brad Hayes was the one to design that. And we went, did a little oval racing RC, but, um, I did in the, in that time period that I worked at Parma, I did a little bit of like two wheel drive off road stock buggy and stuff. And went to like wagon Hill and saw Chris Bing and Todd Hodge racing. And they were like the super awesome guys at the time. It was like around the year that, uh, Chris won the Nats and, uh, everything comes back to 96. Every show that we do, we talk about Bing (laughs) and the 96 Nats. (laughs) That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, I did that just a little bit, but at that time I was really into the slot cars and, then you know, when I was working at Parma, I was finally able to make some good money and I was able to afford a dirt bike again. So I wound up getting back into that. And then I was, you know, like 25 or whatever and raced a plus 25 class. And then I, uh, um, I kept getting hurt basically. So like in a 12 month period, I was in a cast, um, crutches, wheelchair, sling for about seven months out of the 12 months. So finally my boss at Parma was like, Hey, why don't we get you a 12 scale car and you can start doing that instead because you're missing all this work. And, you know, it it was to the point where I actually had to get carried out of my apartment when I was in a wheelchair for a week and like brought to work and wheeled myself around a wheelchair. Like it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't like seriously hurt, but it was getting to the point where it was getting out of hand and, I was tired of getting hurt and it was just, you know, whatever. So (laughs) that was around 2002. Uh, so I started racing 12 scale then, um, then started racing stock and quickly got into modified and kind of raced stock and modified, um, a little bit at the same time. Uh, and then we had, you know, foam tire touring car and, um, then I don't know, it was, I guess it was 2010 ish. At the time, I was racing a. Uh, this is 
the 2002 to 2010 is when I was working for Parma Racing on road, basically, and some slot cars. So then, in 2010, um, around that time, I was running a Serpent 12 scale car, and it had just come out, and it was really good, and I was getting some good results with it, and racing only modified at the time, and so Serpent had asked me, "Hey, do you want to race for us?" At the time, I was racing for Mugen A scale on road as well. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm, I really like my cars. I kind of don't want to switch just to switch to another car kind of for no reason, you know. And um, mm-hmm. they kind of came up with the job that I have now, which is like sales team manager, you know, customer service, order taker, Jeez, psychiatrist, you know, everything, right? <laughs> and so um, they came up with that and, the benefit of that was it was uh, my son was born in 2009 so I was going to be able to work from home and kind of raise him without having him go to a babysitter and you know taking the daycare and all that so the timing kind of worked out all right that I um, was able to you know watch him and work from home and still go race and do all that kind of stuff so um, that's kind of how I got into the serpent um, thing and then um, in 2010 is about when they were coming out with their eight-scale off-road car. So that's kind of when I got into racing off-road again, you know, from the 96 kind of thing. So from 2010 till now, I've pretty much been racing only um, eight-scale or, you know, eight-scale off-road or 10-scale off-road or, you know, some kind of off-road, basically, and just a little bit of on-road here and there with touring car and uh, 12-scale. But um, that's kind of how I got to where I am right now. So, I mean, uh, so really, I mean, you're you're really racing more off-road at this point than uh, – and a lot more off-road than any on-road, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, Back when I was working at Parma, I was only doing pretty much on-road, and now that I'm working for Serpent, it's like I race off-road all the time, and probably from October to the end of November, I do a lot of on-road because it's the Halloween race up in our area and indoor champs in Cleveland. Um, So I do that, and then sometimes I get to go to the Snowbird. So it's basically like three months out of the year I might do some on-road, and that's really about it. So what at this point what's your you know what's your favorite class or what do you try to concentrate on running uh, off road? I like uh, eight scale either e buggy or nitro buggy. Kind of in our area, okay. nitro is not super popular, so I would say I run a lot more e buggy than nitro buggy. But I like both of them for different reasons. You know, the nitro you got the yeah. longer race and the engine sound and you know all that cool stuff, and then the e buggy is fun because you don't need a pit guy and you can just throw it on the track and you know less maintenance so um there's you know things of each kind of class that i like you know so yeah i totally agree yeah i mean even like the last nitro race no no go ahead what you were saying Uh, i'll say even the last nitro race i actually had like there was Everybody had pretty much left for the day, and there was only a few guys. We had to ask for marshals, and then I had to find a pit guy. And, you know, it was kind of like when you don't have a dedicated pit guy, it's just tough to really race nitro and, 
you know, find somebody that, you know, knows about Nitro to help you, you know, but, I mean, the race wound up working out okay anyway, but it's just, it's tough to race Nitro at, like, the smaller races, you know, just less people there. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that I see is you kind of put your heart and soul into the car and getting your stuff ready, tires mounted, then you hand the, you know, your fuel gun and stopwatch to somebody and be like, hey, have you ever pitted a Nitro before? Exactly. Yep. (laughs) And then the so what type of uh, as far as racing goes? I mean, you spend a lot of time, you know, representing the manufacturers. uh, But as far as racing, I mean, you you got some great results yourself. Uh, Is there anything that kind of stands out to you that kind of proud of? I guess. Um. I would say winning the Nitro Challenge. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I TQ'd uh, uh, Nitro Buggy and Nitro Truggy and wound up winning Nitro Truggy, so that was pretty cool. And plus 40, <laughs> not in the pro class. Yep. And uh, yeah. And then this year was really cool that uh, I TQ'd and won E-Buggy. And then Nitro, I started 10th, but and I made some changes to my car for main day, and it worked out, and my car was just super amazing. So, um that was a really good highlight. And then probably the other one is at the CRC RC race in, um, in Columbus in January, I made the B main and four wheel two years ago, which for me, that was a pretty good accomplishment. I was pretty happy with that. Um, those are probably the standout events for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I, I was at probably half of those races and, uh, it always seems like you're, kind of right there at the top of the of the 40 plus no matter where you go and and you do a little uh e-truggy too right yeah that like a few years ago that was pretty popular in our area not as much anymore and now that our e-truggy i would say is a little uh outdated i mean it still works good but it hasn't it's just an old design so mm-hmm. basically, I've just been concentrating more on the nitro buggy and the e buggy because that car is now actually this month two years old. So the last two years, I pretty much have been concentrating on those classes and you know trying to get those cars good and promote them and you know show people how good they are and you know that kind of stuff. So let's go into uh, the the serpent. Uh, off-road program a little bit that's what you race a lot um take us back to when i guess you guys started in the 10 scale buggy and the 8 scale side of things you know i was since i'm in florida i've i've seen billy around for several years uh already and uh you know when he started with the the two-wheel drive stuff and then before that the 8 scale uh how did all that kind of take place and what kind of I guess input have you had along the way um, well the, the 8 scale stuff was kind of started before I actually got there so when I got there the car was just being released so I didn't really have much input on the development and all that um, I know Billy at the time before they designed the car he drove a lot of different cars you know different brands see what he liked you know in certain brands what was good what was bad what broke what was nice about some cars, what, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then kind of based his uh, designs off of that. 
Um, and then the same kind of thing happened with the 10 scale cars, you know, um, at the time it was probably just low C and, um, associated, I'm going to guess. And, you know, he drove those cars, figured out what he liked, what he didn't like, then kind of, you know, based what he found on our new car. Um, at the time our car was, so when our, our 10 scale two wheel drive car first came out, it was just on the tail end of the rear motor cars fading out. So we kind of, the, um, the tense, the rear motor car came out and basically when it came out, it was pretty amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was the best car at the time. The only problem is about six months later, they had the worlds in Chico and it was all about, you know, mid motor cars. So then everybody was on mid motor cars and, uh, aluminum chassis and, you know, our car was still a rear motor car with a plastic chassis. And so we kind of never got any, you know, steam to go with it because by the time the car came out, it was almost like everything was changing already, you know? So, 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 I mean, at the time, like I said, the car was really good, but then we sort of missed the boat on the, you know, not having a great car for a long time because everything just changed, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, after, so once that kind of took place, then we started working on a mid-motor car. And at the time, didn't know really maybe how important an aluminum chassis was. Um, so we released another car that was um, plastic mid-motor, plastic chassis, mid-motor transmission. And the car for sure was an improvement over, you know, the rear motor. But probably I would say we didn't, we were so new to it, we didn't realize a lot of the things that maybe other manufacturers had found out or, you know, we're doing it more and had more drivers. So I think the whole time with those two cars, we were always sort of behind. And then, yeah. um, then you know, once once we got, kind of everybody started kind of going to like lay down and stuff. And at that point, we had a lot more experience you know, with two wheel drive and 10 scale. So we knew what was, what worked on our car, what didn't work on our car, what conditions this and that did, you know? Um, and so once we came out with our lay down car and the aluminum chassis, I mean, I felt like our car was as good or, you know, better than some at some times. And, you know, of course some cars are better than yours at some times, just like anything else. But I felt like we're, you know, more on an even playing field, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it just, we had, Basically, you know, Associated had, you know, the RC10, the B2, the B3, the B4, and then the B5, and we were, like, on our first car. So it was sort of took some time to get everything figured out, you know what I mean? So, um, but I think now I think we're good. You know, our car is really good, Uh, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. You know, I've let other guys with, other brands drive my cars and like, man, this thing's really good, you know, or, you know, kind of stuff like that. So I feel good about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, Billy races with us occasionally, uh, you know, depending on what track, you know, he pops up at, he, he's always, uh, I mean, uh, single lap time wise, he, he's tough to deal with sometimes. Uh, you know, he's really quick, uh, when he's comfortable on a track and, um, I mean, we have some good guys down here, some talented guys, and and uh, yeah, you can see um, the cars definitely made some progress over the years. 
Right. So um, where are you at now with the car? What are uh, the two-wheel? What are the sort of the features, and how does it kind of stack up with what you say is out, you know, C is out there and, uh, you know, um, price point and, you know, what it looks like, you know, uh, like I said, the features. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the, um, so the two-wheel drive, interestingly, uh, we were the first ones, I'm pretty sure, to come out with an adjustable diff height. And, you know, people in the beginning were like, ah, you don't need that, blah, 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 whatever. And now Losi has it, Associated has it. You know, like Billy was one of the first ones or maybe the first one to actually do that. Um, mm-hmm. So he was kind of ahead of his time in that area. Um mm-hmm. You know, um, this, I would say our shocks are really good. Um, they build really nice. The O-rings are super free and they don't leak. Um, you know, it's just like any other car. The battery's adjustable front and back. And um, we have three-gear stand-up, four-gear stand-up, three-gear lay-down, four-gear lay-down. Um, you know, hard arms, soft arms. I mean, we got everything that everyone else has, you know, so. Um, mm-hmm. it's going good so far. I mean, it's, I, 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 myself, unfortunately, I only get to race 10 scale probably four or five times a year. So every time I go, it's a new experience for me because, you know, like eight scale, at least in the summertime, I'm running my car three days a week, whether it's a race or going to practice or whatever. So I run that thing a hundred times a year and I know this, you know, when I get to a certain situation, okay, this is what I have to, you know, change on my car because I'm super familiar with it. So really the most important thing I think in racing at all is really knowing your car and what you need to do to it when you, you know, either come up with a problem or a handling issue. Um, and if you don't race it enough, you're not going to really know what to do. And you're, you know, it's, that's kind of what it's all about, you know. Always, you gotta, you gotta be at the track, and you gotta know what to change and what your car is gonna do, and you know, have your notebook or whatever of you know past experiences you had, and you go, oh yeah, I remember this happened here, and you know. So unfortunately for me with ten scale, I don't have that big notebook, you know, which I actually don't have a notebook; it's all in my head. But <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you don't have that experience i guess to fall back on as much so my results i would say in two wheel and four wheel are a little spotty but it's really me and not you know the car at all like i said you know other people have driven and been like this is awesome you know so especially 10 scale with clay you know and on the clay tracks it's all a lot of it is what do you do with the tires what's the latest trend of what sauce are we using how much are we sanding them are your foams broken in are they not broken in or are they broken in too much? <laughs> you know, it's like there's a lot of that stuff that you don't know unless you just do it all the time, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that part of two-wheel drive with the tires and the foams is almost as hard as just setting up the car. You know, there's a lot involved with it. So, Yeah, it's basically it's just a huge part of the setup, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so talking about, uh, we'll skip over and talk about the four wheel a little bit. You got, uh, you've had two variations over the years. Um, are you completely transitioned to one of the four wheel buggies now, or, or what's the status with the four wheel cars? Yes. Yeah, so we came out with the belt four wheel first, 
and it was a great car at the time. Um, still is a great car. Um, but now that everyone's kind of shaft happy, I guess, or something, you know, um, yeah, everybody yeah. thinks you need to have, a, everybody thinks you need to have a shaft car. We, I mean, even yeah. I've transitioned over to the shaft car, although, you know, there's like a soft spot in my heart for the belt car cause it always handled so great. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we're pretty much now, I mean, although we still sell the belt car, we've kind of transitioned over to the shaft and a lot of the team drivers and customers are sort of going that way. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, like I said, we sell both, but, um, the shaft car is like the, probably the main car at the moment, you know? So. And it's a, uh, you know, both cars were, you know, the belt and the shaft car, they're, they're very, they're very different. Uh, but, um, you know, there was some innovative type stuff on the four wheel, uh, on the, on the belt car. Can you explain some of the things about that car? Uh, yeah, what was great about that car versus a lot of other cars is there was only two belts and the pulleys, uh, were big. So like, um, so many other belt cars, the pulleys are super small and they have belt tensioners on them and stuff and they break a lot of belts or the drive chain is really tight. You know, it's not free. Where our belt car, since the pulleys were so big, you were wrapping around, you know, a big area. So the belt didn't have to be super tight because it wouldn't skip. Um, and then let's see, I don't know that car, it was kind of the suspension geometry was sort of based off the two wheels. So, a nice advantage of that car was you could have a, one of our two wheels and the belt four wheel, and you wouldn't only need a limited amount of parts. So that was real nice. Yeah. Um, and now with the shaft car, you know, a lot more of the parts are different. So it's, you know, you have to carry twice as much stuff, which, you know, I guess it's kind of almost that way with every brand now, but uh, it was with the belt car a nice convenience, you know, to have limited amount of parts to buy, you know, same rear arm, same Rear shock tower, you know, same hubs, you know, a lot of that stuff. So that was cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, interchangeable items makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Saves on, you know, the cost, brings the cost down and the stuff you have to carry and, you know. So at this point, do you think, you know, do you see a, uh, you know, an updated four wheel down the road to sort of solidify that um, that position and kind of take it from two cars to one and just kind of uh, make it more simple. Or what what's kind of the the plan there? Yeah, the plan right now is um, sort of fade out the belt. I mean, still support it, but um, mm-hmm. sort of fade it out and get you know the shaft car going. Um, there's an updated shaft car coming out. I think at the end of this month, pretty sure it's the end of this month. Um, It's basically the same uh, car we have now, but the, um, it has CVDs instead of universals, a couple different things. The servo mounts a little better. uh, Shock towers are redesigned. um, Just kind of a updated version of the car we already have. And, you know, you could still take all the parts, um, you can have a shaft car now and basically upgrade it if you want to with the new parts. So that's, that's nice. And, um, what's, you know, I, I forgot to uh, touch on this before, but how does the, the pricing of the two wheel and four wheel, uh, what can you get those for? And 
where do you recommend getting them and what's you know how do they compare price wise with the other popular cars um they're right in the same price range i think uh well a two wheel is in the low 300s you know 300 to 320 depending on where you get it and then the four wheels yeah. in the low 400s it's kind of it's competitive you know competitive pricing and the same with all the parts and things too so um you know, I always try to recommend the local hobby shop. You know, sometimes that doesn't work out, and then you kind of have to go to, like, A-Main or Absolute Hobbies or, you know, one of those guys. Um, there are two major, I guess, online uh, hobby shops. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, anytime any of the hobby shops want to carry our stuff, you know, we don't have any minimum orders. I mean, we don't want you to order $10, but, um, you know, if you just want to buy a kit, you know, we'll sell you a kit, you know what I'm saying? So we kind of try and make yeah. it as easy as possible on the hobby shops. I don't have to invest, you know, five or $10,000, you know, when you have maybe one customer, um, you know, that just wants to run a serpent car or, you know, maybe just a few customers, you know, so. And if you are a dealer, uh, how do they go about getting the, the serpent stuff? So we have a website, serpentamerica.com. Um, they can create an account on there, and then they would need to email me or call us. And then I would switch over, like, their pricing, the deal pricing, and then they can either order off the website or they can call and order or however they feel most comfortable. I know I actually have one dealer that doesn't even have email or the Internet, and he just likes to call you up and talk to you, you know, just like the old days, which I think is pretty cool. You know, he's like, nope, don't need a computer. I'll just call you and, you know, here's my order. <laughs> wow. So that's, but, that's know, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a, you, know you, you do it uh, so long a certain way, and then uh, you have a couple people that call up, and, yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day when I raced slot cars, it was, you know, we didn't have the internet and everything. It was, you know, you called up your distributor, you know, the hobby shop would call your distributor, and it would be more personable, you know. You would call your sales rep and, you know, besides talking about just, you know, RC or slot car stuff, you you know, hey, what's going on? How's your family? You know, it's for sure less personable now um, than it used to be, you know. So that that part of it's kind of... Uh, kind of a little let down or disappointing, you know? Yeah, it really is. Uh, I don't know if, if Dottie's there right now, but I know you did a lot of that in the past, right? Yes. At Trinity. Yep. <laughs> right. Talk, yeah. Yep, sure. Talk a lot of basketball and stuff with the customers. Yep. Yep. I mean, you could, it was cool because you'd never meet the guy, but you knew everything about him or, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. just by talking on the phone. Yeah. Yep. It was real cool. Ernie used to yell at me because I'd spend too much time just, you know, I'd spend like an well, hour. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for get sure. In, get an order, Gotti. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> get the actually, order and just get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I actually raced for, uh, when I raced slot cars, I actually raced for Ernie for a little bit. Oh, yeah? Um, that was, Yeah, that was pretty fun. That's when I, actually, well, when I, before I moved to Ohio, I actually lived in New York. And uh, that's when I ran for Ernie for a little bit with slot cars. They kind of got into that for a little while and then got out of it oh, um, not too long after. Okay. I don't know if you were there when that was happening or not. I was there from uh, 
Okay, so you probably hit the tail end of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think they were doing that maybe in 95 or 94 or something in that area. Yeah, because I, I definitely hit a tail end because one of my jobs was to get rid of the slot works bags. <laughs> slot works. <laughs> <laughs> they were cool, though. I liked them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you yep. remember those, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I'm sure I had one. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Kirby, are you here now? I am here. Oh, I got Kirby Hand with with us, too, now. How are you, Paul? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Cool. Now, now have you guys raced against each other? I, I don't think I don't think so. Because Paul, um, Paul said he raced Oval, I, right? I don't know. Where, where yeah. would you have raced... The only place that I would have raced with you in Oval would have probably been at Boylan's place in Tampa when he had that concrete oval. Okay. Yep. I'm sure I... you were in the main, and I was probably in the last main, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure you were at the race that I was at. <laughs> that was, uh, let's see. I think I was there for the second um, snowbird race and, like, maybe second, third, and fourth or something like that. But, yeah, okay. that, that track was wicked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because when, yep. when people say about the, the snowbirds, I always envision something much different than, than you know, yeah. people talk about snowbirds these days. Right, right, yep, yep. And then I raced on the velodrome in Indianapolis one time, but I don't think you were ah. at that race. I was, I think oh, you I know was, what? I raced th- th- that, t- like, twice in my life, I think. Okay. But and it was only the Indy uh, velodrome. Oh, I did California yeah. once, but. Okay. And I can't remember what race time, it was, though. There was a race, or Carpet Nats, I think, at, well, I think it was the Carpet Nats, at uh, Classic Hobbies in in, uh, in Ohio. Is that Ohio? Okay. Yes, that was... Uh, yeah, that... That was on the tail end of my of my racing. And I just... Okay. Right. I, I made the mains, it just, it wasn't a good weekend. We didn't we didn't do very hot. I don't know. Was, right. Man. But I, I do remember, that was the weekend, there was a... <laughs> at, at that, I couldn't even remember what the name of the uh, hobby shop was, to tell you the truth. But you just, you just said it. Yeah, I would have yeah. never remembered yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, actually, believe it or not, 15 minutes from my house now. Which is, is it really? <laughs> but no kidding. They're, they're closed now, but yeah, I mean, right. it just, I you used to live an hour from there, and then after I met my wife, I wound up being 15 <laughs> minutes from here. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Ironically. They had a... Uh, yeah. They had an uh, arcade game in there, Double Dragon, which was like literally my uh, favorite arcade game of all time. So right. I might have been a little more focused on that than, uh, you know, racing. Right. No, but yeah. yes, I did. I did race at that Nationals. And then yeah. Indy and then I think I, a couple I times. Seen LC, yeah, I've seen you at LCRC a couple times taking some video, I think. Yep. Well. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Actually, the one trip to uh, the Indy Velodrome. I think it was I want to say it was 94 and okay. that's that's actually when the first time we met Tony Stewart and uh, okay. he was he was on crutches at that time cuz uh he wrecked in one of one of the uh like the quarter midget races or the the wingless midget races so right. uh yeah he came over since he couldn't race he came over to the velodrome and 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 watched and stuff and Rob Cutman was with us so he had yeah. he was already like uh you know speaking with Tony so we get to, we get to meet Tony out there before before he went big time so 
Right, that's, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I raced a velodrome. It might have been like 98 or something like that. It okay. was maybe 99. I don't know. Some, somewhere in that area, they were mm-hmm. oval racing. About that time, they had the carpet nets in Ohio. So, you know, okay. So. Yeah. That was a fun track. That any track was nice. So I guess, I guess one of the big questions is, uh, is there a, is there an RC car that you haven't raced? <laughs> like a uh, class, you mean? Yeah. You know, I have never, ever driven, even driven, a short course truck, two-wheel or four-wheel. Never well, driven one, ever. That's a good thing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's just by circumstance. Um, <laughs> not that I, you know, some people don't like that class or whatever, but, like, it's just, I just never did it. I don't, I don't know what else. I mean, I've raced carpet on road. Actually, you know what? I've never raced rubber tire touring car and asphalt either, ever. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I've raced a ton of foam tire carpet and rubber tire carpet, but never, ever have I raced a touring car asphalt rubber tires. Okay, mm. which is pretty commonplace now, right? Yeah, that seems like if anything you're going to race, it would be the uh, you know rubber out- outdoors, but that's interesting. Yeah, you know what? It's like... Being in Ohio, it's not – There's, I mean, I don't even know of any place in Ohio that actually races it. So I just probably – I guess I haven't been given enough opportunities to do it. And then it was like, you know, I'd always go to the carpet nats or whatever, but to go to the asphalt nats and never doing it, it, it was kind of pointless. So, you know, I just – just something I never did. <laughs> but that, so you've, never, little... you've never raced a short course, you said, right? Never driven a short course. That's like a badge. <laughs> that's a badge of honor, right there, in my opinion. <laughs> Gotti will agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like biggest accomplishment: uh, winning <laughs> Nitro Challenge, winning Nitro <laughs> Challenge one, uh, two, never driving a short course. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yep. Epic. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I mean, the guys racing at our track all the time. I just. I don't know. Just never did it. <laughs> yeah. Looks dumb. <laughs> I'm not going to say dumber or anything. I just never did well. it. <laughs> I'm going to stay so on the correct. The, um, I it's like we sell one of those buggy. things. Uh, in oh, they do? Uh, oh. Maybe, uh, in particular. maybe next weekend I'll, uh, I'll go drive one so I can say a lot of, I did it track time with that. All right. Take some photos. I've through a couple variations. There you go. I've sent some videos. Where did that start? And, you know, where is it sitting right now? Um, well, like I was saying before, I kind of, you know, now that it's warm out in here in Ohio, I'm racing that almost every weekend uh, and a little bit during the week if I have time to go to the track. Um, you know, always working on new setups, thinking about improvements to make to the car. Um, I, I feel like as, you know, as the or the more I do it and the better that I get as a driver, the more the car needs to be better as well. So just for myself, I've evolved with the cars, you know, um, my driving has gotten better. So the car needs to be better. And then, you know, my driving gets a little better and the car needs to be even better, you know? So um, it's kind of helped out our customers a lot too, because I feel like my car, I'm not going to tell you it may not always be the fastest, but it's always very good, very easy to drive. Uh, and then you put it in, you know, somebody's hands like Cody 
King who races for us now, and he shows you how fast it'll go. You know, I mean, before we had him, um, I mean, Billy raced a little bit of a scale, um, but he didn't do it very often. So, you know, now you go to a race with Cody and he's on pace with the fastest guys and you're like, okay, well, the car's fine. Now I just need to get better, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's actually been really cool to have a really good driver on your team and, you know, if he thinks the car's good and he's competitive, then you know it's good and you just got to work on yourself, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, some trickle-down confidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without having a good driver, you never know how good your car really is, you know. So um, he's definitely showed us that our cars, it's good, it's competitive. You know, just got to put more work in and try and get the big win, you know. You know, when you kind of look over the uh, the car that you have and, uh, you know, and then you obviously looked at a bunch of the other cars out there, um, you know, what is it that kind of stands out about your um, your eight scale and, and uh, you know, the, the e-buggy and the, the nitro that you, you sort of like or you think is unique about it? Yeah, I mean, like, I think Billy does a really good job of making the cars aesthetically pleasing. You know, they're easy on the eyes, I guess you could say. So, like, when I'm working on my car, I'm like, man, this thing looks great, and you feel good about it, and, you know, just the design and the fit and finish is really good. You know, some other cars, um, you know, you look at it, and, like, you're like, Jesus, that thing looks like it's from 1980, you know? Like, why don't they make it look more modern or something, you know? Um, Whether it be just the radio box. Yeah, you know, the radio box even, or, you know, they got a battery taped in there with electrical tape. It's like, come on, guys, you know, like, <laughs> let's get with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so there's a lot of things about our car that, you know, it's it makes you feel good when you work on it, makes you feel good when you drive it. So then, you know, you just want to go race it all the time. Um, you know, we got some nice carbon parts on it. The plastic's really good. Um, you know, as far as features of it um you know the dips are removable front and rear without taking the whole transmission case apart which is really nice um on our car we actually a lot of people don't realize this but you can actually make the gear that's a 13 and 14 tooth clutch bell the same size diameter and also 46 47 and 48 tooth spur gear the same size so basically what we have now is a fixed engine mount and it allows you to, you know, the, a better chance of your engine not coming loose if you're not a great mechanic and, you know, that stuff because you're not moving it around as much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the gears are the same size, so it's really nice. I mean, you could not even move your engine. You can change it from a 46 to a 48 and not even adjust the gear mesh. It's like, you know, it's pretty cool in that sense. Um, yeah. You know, then we have, like, carbon arm stiffeners for the arms, you know, to tune it. You can put them on the top or the bottom or use plastic, which is real nice. And I found a lot with this car now that we can do that, you know, in the higher temperatures, it really makes a big difference. Um, How stiff the arm is, you know, if it's super flexy, the car just doesn't work as good. It doesn't land as good. doesn't jump as good. You know, it just doesn't feel as good. You know, if you're running in 60-degree weather, you may not have to run the carbon arm stiffeners because the plastic is still hard, but once you get, you know, into like 100 degrees or, 80, you know, anything really above 80, 
Um, you can really notice the difference by putting the stiffeners on there. It's a pretty cool feature. And then um, at this point, are the is the e-buggy and the nitro kind of on the same platform, or where are they at? Yeah, the e-buggy and nitro. Uh, the e-buggy, or sorry, the nitro was released two years ago. The e-buggy was released just about a year ago. Um, and they're on the same platform. Basically, the only difference is the chassis and, you know, how the battery's held in and the body. Basically, the center part, the front and rear clips are the same. So that's nice, you know, having, like I was saying before about the, the two-wheel and the four-wheel, you know, you have two cars and you can keep a lot of the same, a lot of same parts with it. So that's really nice. Um, we're planning on a Truggy update here pretty soon. Um, and that'll then get the Truggy on the same page as the e-buggy and the nitro buggy. So, um, you'll be able to carry a lot of the same parts with that too. Right now, our nitro Truggy is, um, based off our old platform, which the car still works great. The Truggy still works great. It's just, you know, an inconvenience with the spare parts and kind of, it doesn't have the easy access diff, you know, just kind of, you know, it's just sort of outdated in that sense, you know? Mhm. So then, kind of uh, going down the line here for the for the future, what do you what do you see on uh, you know, besides the truggy? Are you guys gonna hit on the two wheel buggy anymore, or what's kind of the plans there? Yeah, we're um, working on some stuff with the two wheel. We've done a lot of testing and um, found out a lot of good things. So. You know, eventually that's going to be updated. And I saw some guy asked about um, a uh, stadium truck or updated short course. And kind of once the two-wheel drive at some point gets updated, then we're going to kind of try and work on those two. You know, a lot of guys want to race two-wheel and stadium truck. Um, and they're like, well, man, I really like your two-wheel, but you don't have a stadium truck. So having that will, you know, help our sales and, grow our customer base, you know, having more different cars. Um, not everybody likes to run two-wheel and four-wheel, so, you know, they want a short course, or some guys like stadium truck and short course, or, you know, whatever combination. But it seems like if you don't have all the cars, you're, you know, you're kind of, um, you won't grow as fast or as much, you know. So we definitely need to get on that. Yeah. So, yeah, so a stadium truck is eventually in the plans, huh? Yeah, it's actually been in the plans for a long time. It's just never sort of gotten there. It kind of, it's like, well, you know, stadium truck, we only race it in the U.S., and it's a pretty small class. So okay. to invest a lot in that when you know that if you make a new eight-scale buggy, you're going to sell a lot of them, and, you know, it's it's a balancing act. You know, I'm sure same with, you know, tires, do we want to make a new stadium truck tire when we can make a new eight-scale buggy tire or something? You know what I mean? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we got the uh, – I don't know if Kirby wants to dig up some of our questions. We can go through some of those. I got them ready. Nice. All right. All right, I'm um, ready. All right, here we go. 
Lon Burling II asks, what do you think is needed to bring on-road Nitro back to its glory days? The new track in California looks like a huge success. How do we get that same magic to happen in other states? Uh, well, I think just regarding the track itself, the land is probably the biggest problem. You know, land costs a lot of money. Um, you know, you need insurance. There's a lot, you know, back in, I don't know, whatever, when that, you know, eight scale first started, nobody was suing every, you know, the next guy and this, if they got hurt and, you know, whatever, it was kind of more relaxed. Now it's like you breathe on somebody wrong and they want to sue you or, you know, whatever. So, um, that part of it's tough actually getting the land and the funds to have the track and keep it open. You know, it's that part of it's for sure tough. You know, as far as the cars go, I, I think like same thing with eight scale on road or nitro on road is the same with the carpet racing is it's almost too specialized. Like there's too big of a learning curve um, initially for the guy to be successful at it or, at least be competent at it. So like, you know, with off-road, you can buy a Traxxas, you know, Rustler, you know, Slash or something and sort of build your way up. With um, with on-road, it's like you go in and you're like at the top level car and, you know, that's <laughs> – it's, it's a lot for somebody to – get around the track and also comprehend what they need to do to keep it running and handling good. And, you know, it's, it's just really specialized. And I think that's kind of what hurts the growth of that class versus, or, you know, on-road versus let's say off-road. Nailed it. Yeah. That's a good point there. You're kind of just diving in the deep end there. Like you said, there's no really slow learning curve to it compared to like yeah, say, off-road. Right, and it's super expensive too. I mean, yeah. you know, you're gonna spend four or five hundred dollars on an engine. The car's, you know, seven hundred bucks, and you need servos, starter box, fuel. You probably need one or two extra engines, you know. And <laughs> with off-road, you know, you go buy a slash or something, and it's like, you know, a couple hundred bucks or three hundred bucks, and you kind of got what you need to get started to have some fun or learn, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's too expensive and not an not a a good learning you know learning car or you know, learning class you know so that's it's tough all right next one is uh from joseph whitley saying uh paul how does it feel to be known as the best team manager in the entire rc industry <laughs> thanks joe <laughs> um i don't know i mean a lot of people I get along with a lot of people and I try and help everybody the best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm pretty active on Facebook and email. I mean, anybody who messages me within 10 minutes, I usually get back to them unless I'm, you know, doing family stuff or something. And, you know, I try to, like I was saying before about personalizing the, um, the order taking and stuff, I kind of try and personalize, you know, the team as well. Um, because everybody, you know, of course, everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something and want an equal chance to try and do as good as they can. And I'm there to basically make, you know, have them do the best they can and have fun because, I mean, we do this 
for fun. And if you're not having fun and you're frustrated, there's no sense of doing it. So, you know, I want everyone to have as much fun as I have, you know? So, um, there's a lot of people along the way that helped me out, um, to understand things and to learn them. And I just try and give the same thing to everybody else that I have a good time. Nice. Yeah. You seem super approachable too. like, just, you know, just, just another guy that's out there having fun racing and, you know, right. Not, not, you know, uh, don't, you don't come off an intimidating, like, oh, I want to ask him a question, but you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there are some times probably when I'm busy or something and people will maybe sure. want, want to ask me at the time, but that's going to be like everyone else. But I mean, you know, like I said, I just try and I want everybody to have as much fun as I am. So, you know, it's pretty important to me to have that. Cool. Very cool. Um, friend of the show, Pete Phillips, who just jumped in my DMs on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> he got he asked, funny enough, uh, is Serpent ever going to release a ten scale stadium truck? So yeah, I we, mean, uh, we kind of went over that a little bit. So yeah, yeah, we did that one. It's always a plan, but we got to execute it, I guess. <laughs> right on. Um. Andrew Gray asks, how many hours have you spent on the phone over the past decade speaking to uh, speaking to Wilmer Leroy Easton III? <laughs> Jason knows who that is, right? <laughs> yep. Um, I talked to Billy. Name. Yeah, I, I literally talked to Billy five times a day and um, had a good clip at a time um <laughs> uh or a good amount at a time um i couldn't even tell you i've talked to him more than i talked to anybody else for sure probably my more <laughs> in my family unfortunately <laughs> i need to talk to my family more <laughs> working from home well my wife obviously she works so um and i work from home billy works from home so it's like while you're working you're you got somebody to talk to you know so that's pretty cool <laughs> right it's all job related, so. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're always talking cars, talking setups. What can we do to improve the product or, you know, the handling? Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of, you know, and then you just talk about other things as well, but it's definitely good to have somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of and just try and make everything as good as you can, you know? Uh, let's see here. Um, Kyle Predmore asks, you've ran, you've ran them all. What is your all-time favorite class and what was your favorite event uh all-time favorite class i don't i wouldn't say i have a specific class but anything that's four-wheel drive and eight scale i like on-road off-road um i like having traction i like having power (laughs) 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 and then you know it's like when you run two wheel and you're outside on a loose track. Not my thing for sure. Like I don't have the attention span or patience for that. So, um, and then what was the other question? Uh, your favorite event. Oh, favorite event for sure. Dirt nitro challenge. Hands down. Reason being it's like a a world's in the United States every year. All the best guys are there. You can compare yourself against them on the same track. Uh, the track's always awesome and lots of fun. Um, normally, the weather 
cooperates, so that's cool. Um, and it's better to be out there in February than being in Ohio, so I'll take that any day. <laughs> Escape from winter reality. Nice. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joseph Whiteley, I think. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm guessing it's Whiteley. Whit- no, Whitley? Yeah, yeah. It does? Okay. Yeah. Uh, with the addition of Cody King to the team, to Team Serpent, do you foresee any other Premier Pro drivers to join the team in the near future? If so, who do you want? Dang. He's just coming out, <laughs> coming after yep. there. I mean, um, sort of based on what I was saying before about, you know, the good driver showing you how good your car is, it's actually opened eyes to a lot of the good pro drivers that have approached us. Um, hey, you know, Cody's doing good with your car. It looks really good. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that's actually worked to our advantage by having Cody on the team. Um, it shows the other pro drivers, hey, this car is pretty good, and, you know, I can probably win with this thing, you know. So um, that's been really cool. As far as who would I like to work with, um, I mean. Kirby Han. <laughs> when he signed to your on-road I, team. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, any, really, any of the top pro drivers, I get along with. I talk to a lot of them and get along with a lot of them. Um, so you can still one at any moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, money talks, I guess, right? <laughs> Come December. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, what's that? Come silly season. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just read uh, JQ's blog and you'll uh, <laughs> you'll find out what's going on in the industry, you know? <laughs> Keep us up to date. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Trudeau says a uh, couple. Let's see, two questions here. The pit tool you can't leave home without. So we'll just go ahead, and you can answer that one first. Pit tool you can't leave home so, without. Yes. See, the problem is I race so many different classes that oh, need yeah. so many different types of tools. I I wouldn't. I would like it, this isn't a pit tool, but it's something I try to not leave home without. And that would be, there's two things. One would be my lucky orange hat, my baseball hat. And the story behind that is I went to a eight-scale on-road race up in Canada one time, and we had a dash for cash, and I wound up winning a dash for cash. And the guy that sponsored it owned, uh, was called the Canadian Bean or Company or Canadian Coffee Company or something. And uh, he gave me this hat. So... He gave me the hat, and, like, I told him ever since then, it's been my lucky hat. Well, luckily, I mean, that was a long time ago, so luckily he gave me, when he went out of business, he gave me a stack of hats. So <laughs> if, if anybody sees me wearing the orange hat, it's not the same one I got, like, 15 years ago. Just <laughs> Don't <be> alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, that, his hat always looks brand new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think I'm actually down to my last one, so I'm going to have to contact him, see if he's got any more. Otherwise, I'm going to have to find a new lucky hat. But um, (laughs) and then the other thing would be my yeah, the other thing would be my stand to stand on on the driver's stand, because most of the tracks, Uh. the railing is too high since I'm short. And I hold my radio kind of at my waist, so if I don't have something to stand on, I'm kind of like standing back from the stand and or the railing, and then, and then I can't see past anyone, you know, left or right. So that's one thing. 
I have to take to every race is either my radio box or some kind of stand or something. <laughs> yeah. See you there. Knows how Short guy problems. <laughs> well, used to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, his second question would be, what non-serpent cars do you have when you just want to play or bash? Um, actually, the only thing that we have that's not serpent is my son's slash. And I don't actually drive that too much. To be honest with you, I don't really have time to bash, unfortunately. I wish I did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have any other cars other than serpent cars, to be honest with you. So <laughs> I probably need to get something to have fun. But, like, I have so much fun racing the cars that I have that I don't, you know, I don't look to just go kind of run wherever or bash kind, I guess. I don't know. Right. You need you need to get that J Concepts uh, monster truck conversion kit for the slash. <laughs> nice, yeah. Is that, is that what that yep. is, Jason? Just go hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, um, I was at the track today, and Ryan Lutz was driving around some uh, Traxxas car that he his dad owns a hobby shop, and he was driving that around today. It looked pretty cool. Maybe I'll get one of those. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Kyle Gannon asks, can Paul build me a new two-wheel drive when he gets some free time? <laughs> <laughs> Anything for Kyle, for sure. <laughs> serpent deal sounded pretty sweet. Yeah. Lots yeah, I mean, I, I help a lot of guys with their cars. I've even had guys send me their cars, and I work on them a little bit or, you know, some, or, you know, when I go to the track, I'll spend an hour helping some guy with his car. I mean, a lot of times as simple as some things can be to put together, you'll be surprised how many things people don't put together correctly. Hmm. So you have to sort of help them along and, you know, why is my car not working? I have your setup on there. Well, this is bound up and this is not right. And this is bent and this is not greased up. And, you know, Besides the setup, there's a lot that goes into the car, you know, than just the setup. You know, it has to be actually really mechanically sound. You could have a, the same setup on both cars, but if one is not maintained properly, it's not, never going to handle the same, so it's tough. Uh, and let's see. It looks like the last question here is from Jawan Hunter. Is it possible to put a Serpent Challenge together at my home track? Yeah, I mean, I do a few serpent challenges a year. Um, I try and get around. It's tough because basically my my schedule is always adding, you know, adding race here, adding race there. So it's like we have to come up with a date and a good time that I can get down there. Um, but, yeah, we just basically need to talk about it or whoever wants to have one. We just need to talk about it, have them contact me, and see what we can do. Uh, well, there was there was a question here for uh, for Jason actually. Let's see here. Uh, okay, so somebody asked when when just random when will the M17 be available? Let's just. Random. Oh yeah, so did did we talk about that a little bit or not? Well, we, I don't think uh, I, I don't. About I, yeah, no release date. So last I heard, which was a few weeks ago, it was supposed to be the end of June, but. Um, I'm supposed to get uh, some updated information 
um, next week. So um, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I don't, I, to be honest with you, the, the real answer is I'm not 100% sure yet. So Yeah, I saw uh, Paul posted some pictures of that. And yeah, I think it looks, looks like pretty wild, right? Looks pretty sick. It, it looks like it's very like uh, I don't know. They they kind of kept the kind of the same vibe throughout the years, you know. And this is very like uh, you know radically different, I guess you can say. But uh, yeah, yeah, should be interesting. Sure. Yep. I mean, I I've already had some guys say, "Well, I don't like a little radio. I'm going to stick with my M12," which is fine. I mean, they're both great radios, you know, but. Everyone's pretty excited about this M17. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this one's 21 percent lighter, right, than the original? Yeah, or the true. 20, 21 percent lighter. Yeah, 21. Yeah, 21. <laughs> Not 20.5. <laughs> yeah. And what's the response time? How much faster is this one than the 12? I don't know. To be honest with you, it always gets faster it's, every time. It, it actually predicts sure. your moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. what I need. Yeah. I need a car. I need a radio that I just envision how it's supposed to be going around a track and it does it by itself. You know? It'll count yeah. it'll counter steer and correct your wrong your wrong move. Exactly. Right. I need a I need a radio that's gonna predict my move and correct that move. <laughs> correct yep. that bad yep. move. Yeah. Okay, here it is from Andrew Moore and question for Jason. Uh at the time of recording, how many episodes of Cobra Kai do you have under your belt? I think I think we're nine in right now. Oh, we have one more to go. Oh, yeah. Very proud of you. So How is that? Well. I haven't seen that yet. You guys uh, pretty impressed with that? Or oh, what? God, he loves it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really? All right, I'm gonna have That's to check cool. it out. I, I haven't had I, time lately. But I guess I'm something. gonna have to now too, because Gotti. Oh, really, you didn't. You Gotti really talked one yet? No. Is that I wait one one was one and two are free or one one, one and two are free? Okay, yeah. Yep. Is it on like uh, Amazon Prime or something or? That's on YouTube Red. Oh okay okay. But um right now the first two episodes are free so okay. check them out. Like we and, discussed yeah. it, I wasn't a I I wasn't a huge Karate Kid guy. Like I watched them, I watched Neither. all the movies, but I wasn't like a huge man. I love the Karate Kid, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll give this a shot. Jason, speaking of Karate Kid and things back when we were kids, did you guys hear about Billy Mitchell? No. Do you even know who Billy Mitchell is? Oh, the King of no. Kong. You got it, King of Kong. He, right. They stripped they stripped him of his world records. They said he cheated. Yeah, they, they used some kind of um, program oh, or something. I did. Uh, okay. What, yeah, it wasn't like an authentic gaming system. It was like a newer components or something. So that's it. I get ah. Yeah, you, you can't so have. Uh, it's got to be an original game. They stripped him of everything. Yep. Like, yep. Every record he held. Yep. Uh, have you have you seen King of Kong, Kirby? I have not. Oh. Paul has, right? You got, yep, for sure. You have to see that. It's, <laughs> it's right. pretty oh, epic. A, I gotta check. It's this awesome. Out. What's yeah. what's that available on? Is that a Netflix deal or maybe YouTube? I think no. you can actually just watch it on YouTube, right? Regular uh, YouTube. Oh. Yeah, yeah sure. I remember when I saw that news report uh, that they stripped. I'm like, I gotta look into this, and then I, I honestly forgot all about it until you just mentioned it now. 
So. <laughs> yeah, I went to a race a couple weeks ago, and I would, you know, just to start a conversation with a couple guys, I'm like, you know, did you hear about uh, Billy Mitchell? And they're like, who the hell is Billy Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, like who does he drive for? Kong? And they're like, they're like, what? <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> These young guys. Yeah, it might be on Netflix too because on YouTube right now it's uh, you have to pay for it. Oh, do you? Okay. I'm okay. Yeah. So it's called King of Kong, uh, Fistful of Quarters. Yeah, that was me playing Double Dragon back in the day. Yep, exactly. Uh, it's a, yep. and it's a great Kirby, like because Billy Mitchell's like a heel, like you yeah, know, <laughs> nobody likes him. So it's nobody. Great. He's like he's cocky. Yeah. Nobody oh, really yeah. likes him now. Super cocky. Yeah. Super cocky, badass. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he thinks he's the man for sure. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Nice. Hmm. Let's check that. Out. I, I'm gonna say that was a witch hunt. That was a witch hunt. Much, they just wanted to strip him. Much like the flake. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like the flake gate and spy gate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, check that out, Kirby. I shall. And listeners, King of Kong. King of Kong. And there's another one, uh, Chasing Ghosts. Have you seen that one too, Paul? I haven't seen that. What's that one about? Uh, about Pac-Man. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. Check, check it out. Just Google it. I'll, and... I will check that out. Yep. Hmm. I think uh, Billy Mitchell is in there too. Got to look into that. Yeah, a little while ago we got a, uh, for our Xbox, there's um, a game that's all the 1980s games. Pac-Man, Galaga, Pole Position, oh. Frogger, all kinds of stuff. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I was playing that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Pole Position. You're like, I'm yeah. killing it with these games. <laughs> My turn to play, beat it. Jason's like, oh, no, not video games. <laughs> oh, look at C. Jazzy's mad. <laughs> Got hyped up. <laughs> so what's uh, what's coming up next for you, Paul? What's uh, the next events and stuff you have going on? Um, so next week is the big one at LCRC. I'll be out there Thursday night, and practice starts on Friday. Just Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then actually two weeks after that, we have another race at LCRC, which is the Pico race. Uh, that's like the June first and second. Um, at, at, at LCRC. That is also at LCRC. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, what's the dates for the the big one? Is the 18th through the 20th, and then the Pico race is the first and second. And basically, I mean, even if you don't have a Pico engine, you can go there, and I'll help you tune your engine, or even you know, if you have a Pico, I'll help you with it, or you know kind of show you the engines we have, you know, in my car or whatever. And then after that is going to be the uh, Nitro Off-Road Nats in the middle of June down in Florida at uh, Lake City. I think it's Southside RC. Um, that'll be – those are my next three races. The Nitro Nats, I'm, at this point, I'm actually not racing. and We have too many – good, not too many, but a lot of good guys now um, that can make the main, so I've been delegated to um, – Hitting and making those, hopefully making getting those guys into the main. So should, should be fun. Wrench slash slash pitman. 
Yep, yep. Cool. And it, even lately, I'm like, some. I don't even care sometimes if I'm racing. I just like being at the track and helping guys out and seeing them do better, you know. So uh, awesome. good for our product when, you know, somebody buys our car and they instantly go faster than the other brand they had. It's pretty cool. They're all happy and, you know. That's pretty <laughs> rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, we're doing our job and <laughs> guys are happy, you know. Making some progress. Making progress. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How yep. how, uh, how far is it to get to LCRC for you? Um, no camper, about four hours with camper, around five ish, depending on if I got to stop for gas or how many times or whatever. But it uh, usually adds about an hour with the camper, and so it's cool going there too because there's a lot of guys that bring campers, and so at night it's really cool to hang out with everybody and. You know, talk about racing or whatever. You know, bench race, push up and yep. down on your car five hundred times, figure out why you're not <laughs> winning. You know, <laughs> feel the diff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I think I need to go up five hundred on my diff oil. No, no, that's not your problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the problem is you. Yep. So yeah, no, that's Should a good time. Always a good time. Scotty. What's that, Kirby? Scotty, should we make an appearance? Well, what's this? When is it? It's next weekend, LCR. Um, next weekend, yep. Next weekend. I guess we could. I don't know. It's it's you... kind of kind of a long drive. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> That's not that bad. What uh, you I'm guys are both in Sorry, PA? Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm I'm closer to Harrisburg, like like the farm show Motorama. I'm like about forty minutes from that. Okay. Yeah, I've been and, in a race a few times. Yeah, and Gotti's like uh, north of me by about <laughs> by about an hour, fifty minutes, an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that'd well, be cool if you guys stopped by for sure. It would. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. We haven't been there in a while. We'll see. <laughs> Paul would be like, "Oh God, why did I? Why did I invite these guys?" <laughs> We're actually supposed to have a serpent race tomorrow at my local track, but there's a 90% chance of rain, so we postponed that. Um, actually, until uh, the 26th, we're going to have that. I forgot to put that in there. So at Medina RC Raceway, uh, the 26th of May, we're going to have our serpent challenge. So we practice on Friday, racing on Saturday. And uh, I was actually at the track today since like, a bunch of guys – Took off of work and we're planning on racing tomorrow. I went to the track today, helped out some guys, and actually worked on my. Uh, since it's going to rain tomorrow, I'm going to go over to our local carpet track and race some carpet two wheel. Which okay. carpet two wheel I like better than uh, clay two wheel because you don't have to mess with the tires. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just mount and go. Yeah, when when you need more grip, you just put a new set on. <laughs> Not like uh, ten scale. Um, clay where you need more traction you put on an old set of tires it's kind of the opposite <laughs> yeah yeah we'll have to think about that Kirby yeah we gotta I gotta see what's going on um what, what, what race is this now what's it called again the big, called the big one. Oh wait oh the big one. Oh, it's their opener yeah. okay it's their opener yeah and Kirby we can uh rent one of their campers and just have a party in there yeah we uh <laughs> we already got shot now. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Come. right. 
He he increased the price if we're having a party. God damn it. Don't right. <laughs> Wait, it's the, the 19th, uh, Paul, the, did you say? What's that? It's you, Did you say it's the 19th? Yeah, 18th, 19th, and 20th. 18th, Friday's practice, and then qualifying 19th means on the 20th. 19th. You know what? I might be able to make that. 19th is a no for me. I just realized. Okay. Oh, the royal royal wedding. No. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> we're going to Lancaster. There's there's a really good beer place down there, so that's where we're going. Oh, my God. <laughs> got a chance to, to hang out with Paul, and you're going to go and drink some beer somewhere. This, this is... This was that's in place. Right. This is in place for a few weeks now. I just forgot. What's the nineteenth? Have you Saturday? got nineteenth Saturday? Then we'll go Sunday. That might that might work. That might work. Yeah, Plus, some, uh, some good names, yeah. Jason's already like the, these uh, guys aren't going. Yeah, <laughs> don't even. Have you guys been to the Italian restaurant next to LCRC down the road? Olive Garden. Ever? I've been there. Uh, that's pretty good. No, um, yeah, I what, like it. Wait, when were you there, Jason? For at the Nats? Yeah. Wait, look, I you didn't know there was twice. What's, right? What's it called? Um, I don't remember the name of it. It might be called Sal's, I think. Pizza Hut. That, that's it. That's what <laughs> no, it is. No. <laughs> no, they have awesome Italian food. Since I'm from uh, New York originally and moving uh, to Ohio, the pizza. The pizza right. here is terrible. You're terrible, like, terrible. oh man, I had it. Yeah. So every time I every time I go to the uh, LCRC, I gotta go and get a calzone at the pizza place. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And well, maybe those. if we go, you you can you know take us out to dinner. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. No problem. Yeah. You know it's you know it's not too far down the road. Uh, Gotti is sheets. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember. Um, last time we were at, at LCRC, this was when Pyant Pyant was there repping. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, JC, and he said he stayed. He he stayed in Sealings Grove. What? A- apparently, it's. He said it's not too far away, but Sealings Grove is just packed with good stuff, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it is. Oh, they got a great brewery. Really? Tell you. Huh. But besides the brewery, they, it's yeah, it is very it's it's a pretty hot little town, and you know, in in PA they got er, like it's just one of those yeah. towns that got everything there. And it's right on the main strip that everything's there. It's pretty yeah, it's pretty right, easy right through Route Eleven. Yeah, yeah. I've been going there since 2011. I've never even heard of that that town. <laughs> yeah, I forget. It's north of it. It's got to be. Yeah, it's, it's a good distance. It's though, probably, it's probably a 40 minute drive. But I forget. Is it like near State College? No, no, it's not that far away. Oh, uh, okay. No. I forget what the what the reason was that he stayed there. But I was like, probably probably a cheap motel for Jason. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> to put him up. Yeah. Probably save Jason five bucks to ship him all the way up to Seals Grove. I I think it was the opposite, honestly. I think the couple <laughs> was, hotels that are kind of close a... by there aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. He's like, it was a yeah, the Econo Lodge is the best one. It's pretty decent, but after the Econo Lodge, you have to drive like 20 minutes to get a good hotel for sure. Uh, so that's why they have campers there that you can rent this year, I guess, huh? Because it's kind of yep. hard to find spots. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And like I said, it's cool to hang out at the track. And Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. 
They do a great yeah. job there. Those guys are awesome. I mean, for sure. God, yeah, the first looking... time I saw the first time I saw um, Kirby at LCRC, I think he was on the track with some camera on a big stick. Oh yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm driving around. I'm like in my race, and I'm driving around the track, and all of a sudden I'm going through the sweeper, and this camera sticks out on the track, and I like, I like swerve to miss it, and I'm like, what the hell was that? And I'm oh, like that's... looking, and I'm like, oh my god, the guy's got a camera. I thought it was like some car wrecked in the sweeper or something. I didn't know what that. <laughs> oh, I'm out there killing balls that times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, nice job. Yeah. So yeah, you're the one that got Kirby. Kicked I did off. get a lot of looks. Like, what the? Well, it looked like when you're just driving, or, or it looked like you're out there doing cartwheels, like Chris Farley or something, and oh, jumping oh, around man. in the infield, and yeah, like <laughs> you, you look like you were so excited to be out there with that camera. I'll tell you what, though, when you see the the footage that I got, that I mean, it's it's unparalleled. Well, when you you have that online anywhere? Cars. I do, I do. Uh, I'll shoot you a link. It's on Vimeo. Uh, okay. It's actually, I Gotti, I think we we do have we have a Vimeo account, Radio Empire Podcast Vimeo, and I I believe that's what it's on. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, we do. The only video ever on there. Uh there's I have I have multiple videos on there, but. And and being a former driver, I I knew where I could, you know, set up in the infield and not impede anybody's vision and stuff, minus the camera like out all. on the track, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going like 40 miles an hour on the sweeper, and I think I'm going to hit some car, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Oh, man. <laughs> Got Kirby doing cartwheels. <laughs> this is... This is what happens when you invite us to a track. So just oh, so, yeah, right? just Shenanigans so you know, shenanigans. Going downhill, Nick. Oh, yeah. Man. That's why I don't go anywhere. I stay home. <laughs> but, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we will see you there next weekend. Who knows? But we'll, we'll, we discuss, do, yeah, we'll be cool. discuss it. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll discuss it. Let's see what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just let me know. All right, Paul, it was great having you on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, um, sure. Anytime you need anything or you want to promote something to our tens of listeners, you can come on the show and yeah. promote cool. it. That's awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, it was want to give a shout-out to, uh, shout to your sponsors and uh, brag up about J-Concepts and how great they are. Something yeah, like actually, well, I mean, I could actually talk about that for a second if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Yeah. So um, a few years ago, I had a tire sponsor. Uh, you know, I was running for a running for a different tire sponsor, and um, felt like maybe you know, uh, maybe my tires aren't as good as I think they are, or maybe they could be better. And so mm-hmm. for a summer, I actually went and ran kind of all the brands, not being sponsored. Um, I mean, I got a hobby shop discount, but you know, I wasn't sponsored by a company and um, tested all the tires at all the tracks, and I was like, yeah. J concepts are the right ones. I mean, they were, I never felt like I was at a disadvantage. You know, sometimes there'll be a tire that was as good, but it was never felt like I needed something different, you know? So, um, Hmm. for sure, whenever I put my car on the track, I'll have, I'll have good tires. That's not not really something I worry about. So it's uh, been pretty cool. That's some good piece of, uh, piece of mind. Definitely. 
definitely appreciate that. I mean, we like Paul being on the team, all the uh, knowledge he always has, good input, stuff that we try to work on. And, you know, um, it's not necessarily always immediate, but we we work on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always uh, there's always progress, and everything's always getting better. So it's 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 nice when you have you know that confidence in your program to you know that's not something you got to worry about. That's you know it's good, and you know that's it. <laughs> Perfect. Very cool. But yeah, Jason, no, um, Jason feels good now. <laughs> it made it worth having me on here, right? <laughs> yeah. Jason's like, that's what I was looking for right there. Right like, all right, well, I can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, basically my sponsors, Serpent, Sanwa, Pico, Nitro Pro, MIP, J Concepts, A-Main, Hobbies, uh, PQ Oils, Avid, TQ Wire, Easy Customs, Customized Innovations. Um, I think that's it. Radio Impound Podcast. Radio, uh, Radio Impound Podcast. Yeah. Can- Canadian Bean <laughs> Orange Lucky Hat. Yeah, yeah, Got, yeah, yeah, got no doubt. Yeah. Gotti, uh, sure. during the during the recording here, Gotti to send our our uh, to sent to our group a picture of you wearing the orange hat. I was like, ah, there yeah. Oh, that was Jason. Yeah, that was Jason. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Give Jason the video of. Uh... I sent the video of Chris Farley doing uh, cartwheels like yeah, Kirby's around the track. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Great. It's awesome. So if we go down there next weekend, Kirby, you're going to be getting the GoPro out and flipping around? No, everywhere? I'm just doing cartwheels. No no camera. <laughs> just doing cartwheels. Okay. okay. I, I've never I, seen I, anybody I can't like lay down in between the doubles and just getting undercarriage shots. I was not doing that yet. <laughs> 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 Although that's a good I idea. Know, for some reason, I remember somebody doing that at a track I was at, and it had to be him for sure. Oh <laughs> man! And you know what? I've I'll seen post, Mayfield uh... hit the cameras before. Oh, I've, I've, I've yeah. seen like I've seen Phil from Neo Buggy during the warmups, oh, like man. getting his camera really close, and I see Mayfield make a little adjustment. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you know, you know, tip yeah. tip the edge of the camera just to give him a little bit of whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, all right. Well, Paul, if there's anything you could do for me, you let me know. Yeah, great. no, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, it's been a good time. Thanks for yeah, coming on. Definitely, you're welcome back anytime, bro. Cool. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you next week. All right. Yeah. Thanks, hopefully. Paul. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, See ya. Thank you. See you soon. Yeah. Safe travels. All right. So, sounds good. Thanks. See ya. Cool interview there with Paul. Yeah. Super cool guy. Yeah. Done it yeah, all. I, yep. I don't think I officially like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, Kirby, blah, 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 blah. So I never really, in, in you know, formally met him. But I, like I said, like I commented earlier, always got the vibe from him, like, Super approachable, you know, willing to help anybody, go out of his way and help anybody. Like, I mean, that's really, and it, you know, something awesome for a, a team like Serpent to have Paul on their on their crew. Um, Absolutely. Now, this was uh, 
this was another question, but it was just kind of a random from Kyle Predmore surface topic from the Kyosho Masters, and the link was to Tebow's Facebook. And I guess Tebow's racing in France right now? Yeah, he went over there for the Kyosho Masters. And it's just, I mean, I guess what Kyle's getting at is just, you know, a multitude of surfaces they race in over there and uh, across the pond. Yeah, uh, it's uh, one of the, the, the tracks that would be more like a multi-surface. It seems uh, so cool, though. Oh, I dig that. Do you, do you find that, like, kind of weird, Jay, being a tire guy? Like, you know, how am I supposed to plan for this track? It's got everything. Well, that comes down to driver, though. Um, Mayfield's, Mayfield's run some races like that, and... I'm not sure what they're going to do there, uh, but I know Ryan ran some pretty traditional tires. You know, he's like, yeah, like green triple Ds for dials, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) I ran those and, uh, you know, they worked well. And what? This is crazy. As I'm I'm going through these, I'm just on the laptop going, you know, hitting the arrow key here and you got like. Well, it looks to be, you know, it's like bricks with grass growing up between them, um, uh, to AstroTurf, mm-hmm. to dirt, um, the backs. This, I, I don't even know what surface that is. It almost looks like, uh, <laughs> it almost looks like sh- shingle paper or something crazy. Uh, Might like be. Wood? The one turn is, is wood. Hmm. It appears to be wow. wood. Yeah, could well, be wrong. Let me pull up, let me pull up grass. the same thing as you, just so I can. Uh, like, it's nutty. Like I've seen, I've seen tracks with you know, there's some bricks, some dirt, some grass, but this is like, uh, yeah, this is crazy. The one turn here, the one uh, 180 turn is like a, you know, you enter the turn, it's elevation going up 180, and then elevation going down, but it's it appears to be com- like a completely wooden turn. It's wild. It's weird and wild. Weird and wild. Ooh. Ugh. So what a you know, I actually I actually like these I actually like these tracks. I think it's cool. It's very it looks um, cool. Looks you rad. know the, the section that I don't really like is where they have the grate and then stuff With growing the out grass. of grass. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even know how to explain that. It almost looks like grate is it like it almost looks like netting kind of like that yeah. that would look like it would, you know, if you come in there too hot, maybe like traction rolling right off that great part. I like the bricks. I think the yeah. bricks uh, are nice to drive on. Uh, cool. I, you know, I don't mind the little grass or I drift patches. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had a couple sections like that back a couple worlds ago in 8 scale. And yeah, it was like a really cool part. Like you came out of this little S-turn thing and then you just straighten the car up and you just basically four-wheel drift, and the car just goes straight, and it's actually really cool to watch. I'd probably be so good at that track. I'm just visualizing all, you know, hitting all the apexes and setting up these turns and hitting my spots. <laughs> I be really good. Mm. So I'm watching some playoff hockey yeah. here, guys. Oh, yeah. It's down to the Eastern Western Conference Finals right now. All right, who's oh. in it? Okay, East Finals is the Washington Capitals knocked off the Penguins. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you. 
Good uh, job, Capitals. Uh, the Capitals have just been doomed for the past few years. It's it's been since like the mid '90s since the Caps made the East the, made the finals, mm-hmm. and they've had a really good team the past like I'll say five plus years, and they finally finally got over that hump to the finals, and now they're playing Tampa Bay, hmm. who eliminated my Devils early on in the playoffs, and in the West finals is. I use air quotes. Jason's team, Las Vegas Golden <laughs> yep. Knights. Wow! And and that's crazy. Winnipeg Jets, like two very unlikely teams. Although, um, the whole season for the for Vegas has been really good, and like just what they picked up in the draft was like Jesus. These guys are like pretty legit, and well. They're in the finals in their first year ever. And the Winnipeg Jets, Jesus, I didn't see that coming. Uh, so that that's really interesting. It's cool, though. I like that parody. So there'll be there'll be a uh, two two new teams uh, in the in the Stanley Cup finals this year. So that's that's cool. I'm down with that. Yeah, and uh the Sixers lost, so man, I'm just I'm smitten when they God, I'm so pumped in that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. I hate Philly and, right. Philly and Pittsburgh teams. How about that? So. So Philly, how close is Philly and Pittsburgh, really? How close? That's, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. That's at least, I'll, I'll say a five to six hour drive. Okay. Because. What happens when those team, teams play? What's the. Uh, I wish the place would just cave in. Is it a mess? Is it a mess? They don't really hate each other much. Well, to be honest it's with a you. mess really? if you're playing in Philly. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah, because Philly's a bunch of jackoffs. They, they really are. I mean, straight up, they are. I went to uh, Niners at at Pittsburgh. I went to a Niners at the Steelers game. My boys got blown out. This was like at the tail end. Uh, I think there was Kaepernick's last year. It was a tit like. It was like, oh, man. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Never heard of him. But <laughs> I was there. You know, I was in, uh, I think I wore Anquan Bolden jersey. Not once did did I get hounded or heckled at all for wearing a Niners jersey. And I can guarantee huh. you, if the roles were reversed and I'm in Philly. Oh, my God. I, I probably would have, you know, ate some beers and, you know, I've been soaked with uh, – you know, beer all over my jersey and shit, but I would just, I have no, uh, I just have no, no, uh, wanting to ever go to a Philly, you know, even if the Niners, I mean, if the Niners would play in Philly, I'd, it would be hard, but I would just go neutral, you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't wear any gear because I, I just want to enjoy the game. I ain't trying to hear some assholes be assholes. Mm hmm. It's it's I mean every, everything you hear it's it's just true. I've heard so many accounts of it. Like and there's no uh that there's no like moral gauge there. Like kids, it don't matter. You're getting heckled if you're not a Philly uh Eagles fan. That's all there's to it. Uh, jerks. So can't believe we lost to them. Jason and Gotti just digging up old pictures and shit. It's great. Hmm. Yeah. What am I doing? I got paperwork here. All right, so you got so you guys have project. Yeah, you're. Um, yeah. I don't know what you were doing. I think I'm looking at heats. Like, oh man, I should get out there and get in Paul's way here. 
a lot of motivation in that. Oh, I was like, dude, Stone Cold Killer. Yeah. No. So you guys have projects to do. Watch uh, King of Kong. Gotta watch that. I don't know when I'm doing this, Um, but... If you could find Chasing (laughs) Ghosts, that's another one to watch. And that's the same guy, right? This is for the listeners, too. Uh, yeah, it features the same guy, Billy Mitchell. Right. And, I mean, there's Chasing other people Amy? in there. Um, yeah. No, no, Chasing Ghost. You know what's King so... of Kong. Jason, watch those. You'll love King of Kong. Okay. Um, you have Netflix. I think it should still be on there. If not, then I don't know where you're going to find it. Because YouTube makes you pay for it. Yo, you know what's so funny? When, when um... Paul brought up... Uh... You know, when you said, when you ask, have you ever raced Kirby? And he brought up, like, uh, the, I think, it, I want to say it was the, it was either 98 or 99 Carpet Oval Nats. And at this point, I'm pretty sure we were racing for Trinity. Mm-hmm. And that was, dude, that was the hobby shop that had the, the, the old school Double Dragon, you know, cabinet, Double oh, Double God. Dragon game. And my mm-hmm. one buddy that I race with, uh, Steve Fume from Connecticut, mm-hmm. he's like, you know the trick to this game, right? You just hit him with the double, like the back elbow, which is, I forget what, you know, in that game there's the joystick and then punch, kick, jump. And I think it was the punch and kick simultaneously is the back elbow. So you can literally beat that game just doing back elbows. Oh my god. That's it. You could You could literally beat it on a quarter. Huh. And I'm like, I didn't know, you know that. Back to my childhood, just dropping, you know, changing out dollar after dollar after dollar trying to beat Double Dragon. All you had to do was. Yeah, they just, back need, elbow. just need the back elbow, yeah. Because <laughs> the Abobos, you know, the big tall characters, yep. the muscle bound guys, that's the only way to really beat them, the elbows. And it's oh. that's how easy it was. Damn. Yeah. What are those guys up to now? Are you still in touch with those guys? Uh, friends with them on Facebook and stuff? Friends with them on Facebook, yep. Um, I see he... Frank still around? No, I don't know what Frank's up to, man. I I haven't I haven't seen or heard of Frank in a while. He, he was racing uh, full-size stuff. That's the last I heard of him. Paul you Amita. Know, uh, Frankie Paul Amita, yep. Yo, his, him and his dad were a trip. That was... Because most of our... Most of the, our racing career was... You know, we were, we were like, you know... I don't not pitted like next to each other at the table, but we were we were always like you know competing against each other, opposite teams always. And then there for like a year or two, we were we were both Trinity, so it was like, yeah, this is pretty cool, you know. We're we're on the mm-hmm. same team now, and it's like you know, little little like superpower team there. So that was fun. Um, Dream team, yeah, yeah, kinda. But him, dude, his dad was such a trip. He was like your typical like. You, when you think of like you know like an old dude from Jersey, like how his mannerisms, how he talks and speaks and acts, it's it's Joe, and he was he's such a trip. Oh my god, <laughs> this uh, I think it was ninety five paved, paved uh, ninety five Roar Pave Nationals in Arkansas. Um, I forget. I don't I, I don't remember what town it was in, but they. They drove there, and Frank wasn't Frank wasn't the like he was he was carpet guy like he was awesome on carpet, 
anything you know like cap tires and stuff were just a different mm-hmm. that was like out of his realm so they were really had a good you know they had a fun time and joe dude joe was just a trip man that that race was so much fun it was just like it was a complete comedy act the whole time it was just one of those trips you'll never ever forget it was mm-hmm. it was pretty fun did i tq get this uh 10 scale modified tq the first round Right, mm-hmm. overall TQ first round, and which ended up being my best round for for the four qualifiers, and the last heat I got bumped out of the A main, didn't make the A. Oh, oh my God! The one now this this was uh, racing for East Coast at this time, East Coast Motors, hands down the best brushed motor in the game. Uh, Jason, well, oh, I'll duel Jason to the death about that one, but uh. No, no, I mean, I, hey, <laughs> I'm joking. But any kind of brushed motors, man. Uh, Rob Cutman uh, of Customer's fame, he was, he didn't race. He was like the motor guy. He went there and did motors for, you know, me and, and all the other East Coast guys. And did the one, the one qualifier, Ryan sets the car down. And you know, we, you don't back in that day. You don't take practice laps. Maybe just just a little trigger off the line. Just you know, and Rob had that shit backwards. So one of my qualifiers didn't even count because the motor was fucking backwards. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm thinking like, oh, you know, kind of pissed, but what can you do? Like, ah, this are you know, you know, we're we're sitting good. I TQ the first round. We're sitting good. We're all right. Yeah. And then I didn't qualify like oh man that would have been nice oh there. my God. <laughs> yeah so damn you rob damn you rob <laughs> <laughs> yeah man fun good old days man mm. yeah you know if you if you put a brushed motor <laughs> in your car with the can in the same direction it'll always go the correct uh correct way so I'm trying to calculate um, that basically like on the Reedy motors you know the sticker you know they put the sticker on the can was always on a certain side of the can right where you would do your time if you always put your motor in with uh, in the same direction Mm -hmm. then it'll never it would never go backwards because it didn't matter which way the end bell was on. As long as you wired it up exactly the same and you put your can and you put the motor in the same way, it wouldn't make a difference. So you're saying this was Ryan, my brother's fault. Is that what we're getting at here? It could be. You should have noticed that hitting, you know, putting the motor in. It could be. While I was off uh, dicking around or playing with my Game Boy. (laughs) You're just like... Like, all right, it, let it, me know it, when it, I'm up. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility. Um, Brad Ralphs was the one that pointed that out to me one time. He's just I mean, like, yeah, it does make sense, yeah. Because he's like, the end bell doesn't have any polarity. Right. He's like, so right. it doesn't matter which way the end bell's on the car. He's like, as long as you put the motor in the same way and you put your wires the same way, it's going to go forward. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not 
following this, but all right. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then when you well, had, uh, like, the when, when the left-side drive cars came out, then it was like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, you know, is it are we better off winding the arms backwards? Because then, you know, then you had that thrown into the mix. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, oh, goddamn left-side drive shit, you know? LSD. Reverse rotation. Yep. LSD! Yeah, because then, you know, handout motors, you Oh, I need a reverse rotation uh, slot machine too. Yeah, that's They're right. Just like, oh, ah, oh, this guy. <laughs> now on the speed control, you just use the programming box, and if you want it to go reverse, you put it reverse. It was forward right. to go forward. Wow, that's it, huh? <clears throat> Bro, it's that easy. Mm. It was your dog? Is it hard to program those uh, speed controls today? Not really. I mean, I make it a lot yeah. harder than it really is, because I hate all that stuff. Yeah, you're saying you have trouble I, I tuning your radio. I can't imagine doing software on a speed control. Honestly, the programming box is easier to use, like on the Reedy stuff, than the Airtronics or the Samwall radio. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, you plug it in, and a screen comes up, and you know, you roll, you you know, you scroll through the different settings. Um, honestly, what I don't like about it is there's too many settings for me. Like, yeah. I don't mind doing the settings. What I don't like is there's so many adjustments. And, um, you know, every little thing you can adjust. And to me, I uh, there's just a certain way I want it to feel. And uh, I just don't think it's right when I'm driving if it doesn't feel that way. Hmm. Um, to me, there's the drag brake. Uh, there's, you know, the sensitivity and how smooth it is, and uh, you know when you're rolling on to full power. And if any of those things don't feel right to me, um, that's what I'm trying to change. But I'm not really trying to do anything out of the ordinary or out of the box. You know, there's a lot of now it's a lot of frequency adjustments. Um, Oh, in the boy. speed control, brake brake frequency, you know, throttle frequency, and they all have uh, a different effect on the way it feels. And then there's uh, there's boost control, you know, you can add boost to it. And it's, I mean, people love the stuff though; they love those adjustments. Um, and to me, it it's less attractive. Uh, I'd I'd rather fewer adjustments because I don't want to, you know, get down this rabbit hole that you can't get mm-hmm. out of. Um, and it's intimidating. Uh, to me, I've always, to me, I've always felt like I can make the necessary driving adjustments as long as the equipment feels correct to me when I drive it, and as long as it feels smooth and it's linear, somewhat linear, and the brakes work correctly, I feel like I can make the driving adjustments. I don't ever want to change the equipment for something that I don't uh, that I feel like I'm not doing. Like, I don't want it to be a crutch. Like, I, I just want it to be a um, you know, a, a little tweak here or there with brakes or power, but I, I don't mm-hmm. really feel like you know, I don't want to use it as a crutch. 
So to get that fill, do you have to go through? Do you have to go through all these freaking adjustments, or can you just adjust three things or whatever? No, no, you, you you can keep it. You can keep it basic. The um, and I usually do. Uh, there's many times then I don't have the programming box or something when I've like put in a new speed control and I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna run with whatever it comes with, and it feels pretty good. Um, but I, I don't know what it is. It feels like I'm my personally, I'm much more sensitive to the radio adjustments, the speed control adjustments, the motor than I am with the settings on the car. Uh, to me, all that stuff, uh, I feel much more than I feel the settings on the car. Um, you know, I, I can change holes on the shock tower and change springs and, you know, two and a half weight on the shock oil. And kind of like, I'm just like, eh, I guess, I mean, I, I, you know, <laughs> it feels a little different, but mm-hmm. like uh, to me, you, you change. Yeah. I don't, to me, when I go and run, I expect, uh, small, minute changes. Um, when I move, uh, things around on the car and make changes, I expect small, uh, feeling differences and when I make and to me when I when I drive and I feel the radio and the electrical to me those are big things and when I drive people's car the first thing I always do is I'll just say your electrical doesn't feel right to me (laughs) (laughs) you know that's like the first thing that I always Mm -hmm. pick up on is Something doesn't feel right with your speed control or your motor, um, and you know you either got too much brakes or you don't have enough brakes. To me, there's a lot of big electronic problems uh, and adjustments that people don't have right, and then they're t- they're trying to tune the car to 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 try to make up for some of these issues they had with their electrical and. It's, it's tough, you know. I'm just like, hey, I'm like, I'm like, you, the reason why the car doesn't feel right in this turn is because you have way too much brakes. I'm like, okay. you know, I come into this turn, I hit the brakes, or I'm, you know, trying to make an adjustment here, and I'm like, you have, so, you know, and and you can, to me, it's like they're they're experiencing problems with their car for the reasons that they don't really think that they are they're trying to make like setup changes and it's like hey these are all electronic problems that you're having wow and because Mm. and i think it all depends where people's mind focus is sometimes people are just like they want it to be all about the car the setup and all that stuff so they transfer everything they're thinking of to those type of things on the car oh, man, when I got off the brakes and I did this and I did that and maybe the anti-squad isn't quite right and, and I'm just like, no. It's like the, that would be, to me, a smaller change <clears throat> or something minute you're going to feel in the driving. The reason you're feeling a big problem is more than likely because something's not right electrically in the car, The uh, your adjustments and the overall, uh, your ability to handle those things. So, hmm, man, so much stuff. So, 
I'd be lost. I posted the uh, Vimeo page up on our up on the Facebook page, so people can check that out. I for dude, I forgot all about those videos. Hmm. But hey, go back, go back and look at them. I will. Jason's gonna I, be I eating his words. Oh yeah, he will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got he's got professionals. Yeah, take that, Thomas. Well, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Jason I mean, like I said, impressed. I've never seen somebody lay down on the straightaway to uh, get a shot of the car coming right at him, uh, regardless. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying I to mean, get during cool a big content. Qualifier. You know, you know, like uh, in the middle of a big qualifier. Like, yeah, what the dude, hell? Hey, I want it. Roar told me to get off the track. I was going to stay out there for the Roar Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I thought about it. Like, the thing about Kirby for an hour is. My impression is, is even if you were in the infield taking video, if somebody crashed, I bet you you'd get there before the turn marshal would. I would. I've done it a few times. I know. Yeah, I figured I, you, you're the kind to, of guy that's just like so fired up to get it done. You're just like. I had gotcha. to edit those huh. out. Yeah. almost ate a few, but, gotcha. you know, it's part of the job. Gotcha. Oh, I, get that, I get that hazard pay, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> what are you trying to say, Jason? What? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were trying to say something. Kirby Kirby goes all in oh, on I'm all anything out. he does. I'm all, so, yeah, yep. on anything. All my friends all, know that too. All, all out or get out. Yep. All out. Like I watched the uh, not to segue into a uh, better not be Michael Jordan into a, a rabbit hole here. Uh, I, I listened to that whole interview with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I said, I never really realized how big he was oh. in, in, oh, that, in, in, in that game. And uh, in his interview, you know, he mentioned how the reason he had to get out of it and, uh, you know, sort of his mindset about everything and, you know, you know who he learned from, and you know, kind of the business, and pretty cool. Pretty, it was a good interview. At the end, the guy asked him to do. Uh, he never asked him to show him how to do the beer, the dual beer thing. <laughs> and he had a little cooler there with the beer, and um, he had no problem, you know, getting it done. Was that a YouTube? YouTube? You watch out on YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. All right, I gotta check that out. Oh, by the way, uh, gotta uh, put out a not a disclaimer, but in case there was you know people like audio clarity and stuff, my my landlord they got a new uh, they got a new lawnmower. <laughs> it was a lawnmower. So it was I a lawnmower. Their their older <laughs> riding mower took a shit the other day, and they just got like a really snazzy zero turn Johnny, you know, like. Pretty badass mm-hmm. mower, so they they probably like mowed it twice just to you know get out there and mow. But yeah, <laughs> so if you heard something weird in the background, that's what it was. She was super yeah. pumped to get on that that new toy, you know, that new mower out there zipping around. Oh, so yeah. yeah we'll sorry, talk. sorry, folks. My bad. But that's hey, right. um, uh, I'll show you what bit. this. I'll show you what the lawnmower looks like. Oh, okay. wait. The RC one? 
Is that what you're talking about? No, the, the one that's outside. Oh, boy. That's, that's, out, that's outside next to your house. Is it, does it look like Bigfoot? I mean, is this Bigfoot no. mower? No. No. <clears throat> we're actually going right. to... We're going to switch it up. As, oh, boy. Uh... While you guys are doing that, check us out on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash radio impound. Check us out on the uh, If you're listening to this, you already you already like the show, like the <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't have to do all that. That's okay. Uh YouTube. Right? Are we on YouTube? Who's up? Well, th- who's can on you put it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Got it, you set that up. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I got the show on YouTube now. So if you uh Jason likes to listen to um interviews with like Stone Cold Steve Austin and stuff on YouTube while he works. So I yeah, actually had it, a lot of quests. I had requests for that, not just Jason I asking get it. me to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, I actually had people say, hey, can you put it up on YouTube? And I'm like, well, you know, hey. yeah. Well, at first I was just like, I, I guess I could. And then, you know, I see other people do it too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down, take some time today and uh, figure out how to do it. And it was pretty easy. And now I have it up there. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So it's up on YouTube at uh, Radio Impound. Give us a like, yeah, because it really helps us out. And it might, if you're there, you might as well just go to Khan 187. Yep. Subscribe. Subscribe to Radio Impound. Go to Khan 187. Subscribe to him. Go to J Concepts. You can just type J Concepts in YouTube, and they got two or three channels. Subscribe to them. I'm sure you guys already do all this, but uh, spread the word. Tell your friends, family. Whoever else, enemies, whatever. Just tell them to subscribe to everything. We need likes. We just, subs. Added, uh, we just added the one or two new uh, vlog episodes. We did two this week. I did. I one, did watch them. One is one is live right now, uh, or is up right now. Oh, as of today, okay. Yeah, new uh, touring car and uh, stock nationals at OCRC. We put that up, and then we have a new one coming up that'll be up next week to go along with some photos we're doing. So uh, we've already uh, oh, finished okay. and got done two new ones. So I watched that one, Paul Paul Wynn with the uh, Rip logo on the touring car. See, we're in the yeah, touring cars too. Absolutely, we're in the on road racing. We're not just doing <laughs> off road here. We're in the on road. Uh, we're in the oval. Yeah, we got Carpies up there representing Radio Impound for us. Yeah, yeah. If you want your official Radio Impound gear, go to Carpies.com. He has T-shirts, hats. Yeah, man. I got some. Uh, from Carpies. I got Carpies to make me up uh, some Seven XL sweatpants a few years ago, and I'm still rocking those bad boys. Yeah, they're in great, great condition. They're stuff. badass. Carpies. Wear them every day. Not anymore since it's warm out, but I you yeah I'd wear them every day to work. Yeah, I'm a sweatpant guy at work, dude. Heck yeah. Really. Yeah. Yep. Let's All right, in. you guys can keep going, but I got to go. Yeah, we are out of here, too. Cause uh, check us out. I'm going to drink also... some craft beer. Oh, nice. Well, have fun. You going out tonight, you mean? Or you no, going, out at home? going to my buddy's house. We're doing – three of us are getting together. We we, we get you know some big bottles, and you know, we share them. Like these are bottles – These are bottles I'm that a... you don't want to take by yourself. Like they're like 17%, so you – you spread the wealth. You each get like you know five ounces or whatever. That way you can try out made... many beers. Is that the stuff made by Welch's? All right, I'm out. Like uh, like grape grape soda. 
No. No. Have you tried uh, Stone Cold's um, Broken Skull IPA? No, I, I haven't even seen it for sale. I would like yeah, to try sure. it. I wasn't sure if it's out there or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it comes up. To, you know, distribution this this far north. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool to try that. Can you order that? Yeah, I guess uh, you can't, right? You can't order that stuff. Yeah, you with Pennsylvania laws, you gotta, you know, you gotta go through a distributor. Yeah. It's Pennsylvania alcohol laws are just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just yeah. bullshit. But mm. yeah. All right. Well, hey, have fun tonight. Be safe. Thank you. We'll do. And drink responsibly. Just look at my Instagram and Snapchat, and you'll see all my beer I'm drinking. <laughs> They'll be passed out. No. I'll, we'll we'll put a photo in the uh, Facebook uh, post here of Kirby passed out. <laughs> I'll come on. Yeah, he'll cards. have a uh, he'll have stuff drawn on his forehead. Yeah. I'll come home and I'll be playing Drunk Siege. Maybe I'll uh, stream nice. it stream it live. All right, there you go. Follow him on uh, khan187 on YouTube. On on everything. It would be the the biggest thing <laughs> everything on the internet. It'd be hilarious if some some guy. When you were passed out, they drew a jump man on your forehead. <laughs> All right, on that note. All right, Ernie sent him that joke. <laughs> he, he wakes up, goes into the bathroom. What the? Jump yeah, man jump logo. Man. What a dumb logo. Jeez. Hmm, terrible. What a dumb athlete. All right, on that note. All right, have some fun, Kirby. All right, we'll Stay do. Out of trouble, and uh, we'll see about going next week. Maybe heading out to LCRC. Just a warning to all you people at LCRC. We may or may not be there. I, I like to make plans. Yeah, and then when yeah, the time comes, I bow out. But right, I would like to go down and see Paul and hang out with Paul, and then I'm sure Brian Roder would be there. And, yeah, and Jason Schreffler, team oh, driver yeah. Jason Schreffler. Yeah, oh yeah, Roder so. Serpent guy now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you guys dude, have a lot of ties over there. You better yeah. go over there. I can't believe yeah. I still don't like that he changed his paint scheme. I'm so against no, that. No, I have so no idea him. what so Rotor is doing. Brother. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that's enough reason for us to go and heckle him about that. <laughs> Make him feel so bad that he changes back his paint scheme. He had we the paint scheme for like 25 years. Literally. That's like me changing mine. Yeah, I, Literally. I don't know why he changed. And it's such a good, it's such a good looking paint job. Yeah, yeah. His, his paint scheme was awesome. Yep. And then just like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to change it out for something shitty. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Brian's going to be – all right. <laughs> all right, Kirby. All right. We'll catch you later. Hey, we'll catch you later. Uh, all right. Take it easy, Rip Nation. Later, guys. All right. Jason, you're not going anywhere yet. Yep. Jason, okay. you got to stay. I'm out. All right. I'll send pictures of my beer, though. See you guys. Peace. All right, and then check us out on the Anchor app. If you're an Android or Apple user, you can go to Anchor, uh, go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, download the Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, and there's two episodes of the Radio Unpound podcast up there. They're short episodes. We were just testing it out. And uh, we will call Jason sometime during the week and just see what's going on very easy to use so if anybody's out there thinking about doing a podcast and they want to do um you know they want to do it uh an easy way anchor app and they'll host it up there for free for you and uh it's pretty seamless man works great you could be driving down the road doing a podcast like i was doing with jason last week what's that going 70 miles an hour yeah and jconcepts.net.
And he's got a lot. Any, anything new shipping next week to the hobby shops? We got a lot of new stuff. Um, you know, we recently did that orange uh, parts tray. We gave them out. Uh, it was a, a gift for the racers at the stock nats, but then we've recently released it um, for sales for everybody. Okay, so that's shipping out though. Yep, and then we recently did a new uh, Techno Truggy body. Guys have been on us forever about the uh, Techno Truggy body. We finally had it delivered. All right, so that's shipping out to shops, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, made a finisher body for the TLR 22T 4.0, so that's their stadium truck. Oh, nice. So we finally got a... Stadium truck body out there. Yeah, for the 4.0, I mean, the biggest difference is, is that truck is uh, laid out transmission now, and you can run the rear shocks on the front or the rear of the rear arms. Wait, you can run the rear shocks on the what on the now? Front, on the front or the back of the rear arms. On the front. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, all right. So w- when do you want to run them in the front? Like, how's that work? Um, How do you know what to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, essentially what's, what ends up happening is you move the weight, uh, the weight bias yeah. uh, starts to come a little bit more forward. Okay. So, so uh, now, now with the laydown transmissions everywhere, Uh, on every car and now all these new trucks have lay down style transmissions now you know they're given mm-hmm. the adjustment like the buggies have to move the put the shocks on the front of the rear arm which you know is another thing that moves the weight further forward mm-hmm. and wow. guys are preferring it I mean that's oh, been yeah. an adjustment now since for about about two and a half years that's been an adjustment on the buggies but it's pretty much the standard setup now, running the shocks on the front side of the arm. Okay. Hmm. So and, yeah, uh, new body for that. We got hmm. three new. Uh, we got three other new bodies in the queue. Uh, uh, decals are being made right now. I don't want to say exactly what those are, but uh, those hmm. are coming. All right. New fresh look. Yep, we'll be at uh, the Spring Indoor Nationals next week. Uh, I mean, we we got a lot of new stuff in the queue. Where's that? Where's that? Uh, that one is in uh, Tacoma, Washington. So we got to do a cross uh, cross country trip for us. Oof. But it's all right. We like going over there to Tacoma. Sold out. Yeah, the the races have been uh, been good, popular. We got a lot of top drivers, and we got some classes for uh, expert stock guys, and then we got a class for independent stock racers, which is either a, a beginning uh, a stock driver or somebody that's a veteran. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we'll call them old dude racers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but the Indy Stock is a, uh, one of our more popular classes on the Super Cup, and it's becoming 
uh, it's new this year on the on the national series. So, okay, cool, big time stuff. All right, head over to jconcepts.net for more info. Yeah, we got a new uh, website's been updated. Updating it all the time with the latest and greatest race results. New bodies on the front page, new race results on the home page, new videos uh, added. So, um, yeah, it's always active. Always active. Yep. All right, and head over to Radio Impound uh, Patreon at patreon.com/slash Radio Impound and. Uh, I got some stuff to give away from Jason from the Stock Nationals. And I think one of the items we're going to give away on Facebook to everybody, you just got to share the post. And uh, then we'll figure out, pick a winner from there. So when I yeah, post it up, the... share, 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 share. That's the sign. Whatever you want to give away to the guys for everybody. You gave me two plaques, a shirt. And one of the shirts is mine, <laughs> and uh, Ryan Mayfield body. So we can, we'll figure something out. We're gonna, we'll post it on Facebook, and then you guys can share the heck out of it, and we'll pick a winner from there. And I want to give away to everybody, and plus the patrons. You know what I mean? So gotta give something to the patrons. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you guys throwing some shekels our way and uh, cannolis. I thought. Cannolis, yes. Throwing some cannolis my way. Keep us Italians happy. Me and Paul. Sicarello. Mm-hmm. Us Italians stick together. Um, so, yeah, throw some cannolis our way, and uh, it's much appreciated. Thanks for everybody uh, sticking with us. So, there you have it. Radio Impel Podcast, episode 171. Coming at you. This will be up on YouTube, too. Oh, so this one's on YouTube. They're all going on YouTube from now on. I mean, they're going to Podbean and all this other stuff in iTunes, but uh, you'll also find it on YouTube. So guys like like Jason could sit at work and pop YouTube up and just listen from there. Yeah. And you could just see the pretty logo the whole time. The Radio Impound yeah, logo. for some reason I, I like watching on YouTube. I guess maybe because you got the speakers already, and you know you can. You're not the only one, man. There's a lot of people that listen to podcasts through <laughs> YouTube, and I'm not talking about mm-hmm. video and stuff. I mean just straight up audio. Yeah, so that's what I do. There's a lot of wrestling podcasts like that. There's um, video game podcasts like that. So I said I better get on the ball for you guys because uh, I got a lot of requests for it. So. There you go. It's up there. Pretty much everywhere. Boom. Now. Yeah. All right. I found some, uh, I don't know what I was going to mention, but oh, I was going to say I found some vintage photos at my parents the other day. So you're going to be seeing oh. those popping up on my uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram page. I found some some pretty good gold uh, old school <laughs> photos. Uh, some great, my mom kept a racing uh, like a little journal uh, thing about my racing when I started. Oh, wow. And, man, there's some great photos in there. Uh, the one I posted <laughs> with me with the 
with the fish and the Bigfoot oh. hat, that's just the start of what we got. So, Wow, that's awesome. Well, that's I was wondering stuff. where you're getting all these old school photos from. I was like, oh, Jason found an album somewhere. Yeah. Got some good ones. Nice. Isn't that nice that she took photos? It, it really good. is. I mean, you just, you wouldn't have it. Uh, yeah. You know, without, you just wouldn't have this stuff. And I mean, now and photos a, are... Uh, yeah, so know, easy to do. Back then it was an effort. You had to take the photo, go get it developed. Uh, you know, it was just a project. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder if it would be kind of a nice idea, you know, if we could, if you had an ability to take your favorite photos and and get them easily. And there might be already be a service for this, but you could just transfer your favorite photos and you could get them printed and delivered, you know, sent back to you. Mm-hmm. CVS sort of does the same like that. I, I use the CVS app here. Mm-hmm. And some of the photos I have on my phone, I just click on them and send them to the, through the CVS app, and I could either go down to the store, pick them up, or they can mail them to me. So what size are they so, when you get them? Uh, you can pick the sizes. So what's the standard three three by five or something? Yeah. Um, I usually go with that. But if I want an eight by ten or something, you can order that too. It's pretty nice, and and the CVS app works great. I've never I, um, I've never seen that. I love photos. Yeah. I, I I just I'm such a big photo guy. I, like. Yeah, I prefer I could photo. Do that. Yeah, yeah. I think like because I store everything in Flickr, and I think you can even order them off there if you wanted to. So Flickr, I, which I I never did that, but um, I'm pretty sure you can. You can even get them on like to make a gift for somebody. You can take a picture, put it on a mug or a blanket, stuff like that. Hmm. On Flickr, yeah. But, yeah, there is services out there like that. But CVS is one of the really yeah. good ones. Yeah, I, I I would be interested in doing that because I just – it's nice to hold it hold it in your hand, you know, the, the photos and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Ends up getting stored in your phone and – You kind of lose you it. You know, yeah, absolutely. Gets deep and – yeah, and sometimes hey, you kind of realize lost. that. Yeah, you realize. I realize this. You know, looking through. You know, now looking through these photo albums, and you're like, you know, this is kind of. It's kind of gone out of style, but. Mm-hmm. Um, might be a time where it's uh, where it comes back. I don't know. I took. I always took a disposable camera with me when I went to Chicago, so I have a lot of photos of. You know, the Trinity booth and, you know, like we are talking about in the last show, I think I have some photos, you know, of Kevin Nash driving the RC car and stuff. But um, uh, you got to get those stuff. out. Yeah, I got to I got to find them. And um, I just think I have one photo of Kevin Nash driving. But, I mean, I have the Trinity booth, Matt Francis, David Spachette, you know, uh, Paul Lemieux when he was with us. It's a great time, but I used to bring that little camera. People were like, "Yeah, what are you doing taking photos?" And it's like, 
I don't know, man. This is cool, you know. Like, and then mm-hmm. when you're looking at it 20 years later, it's really cool to have that stuff now. Really cool. And you're look and yeah, and you're looking back on it, and you're like, damn, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. And and you're glad you brought a camera along with you. Today it's so easy though. <clears throat> Jeez. Hmm. Yeah. It, uh, absolutely. Nah. All right. Well, there you go. Check that out, Jason. CBS app or. Or whatever's close to you there. I'm sure Rite Aid or whatever does the same thing. <clears throat> All right. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us. Episode 171, crawling to 200. We'll get there eventually. Radio Impound Podcast. We are out. See you next week, maybe. Because Jason's going to be traveling to a race. Probably he's leave- he leaves on Wednesdays usually. Right? Uh, usually Thursdays, so, but I am going to travel oh, on w- Wednesday. Say, but okay. um, I, I think I get there kind of early on Wednesday. So, and then there's nothing yeah. going on at the track. So, yeah. we might be able to squeeze something in when I'm over we'll there. See what we could do. Maybe even do an anchor one during the week. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, that actually probably would be ideal. Yeah. Okay, guys, hang in there. We'll be back eventually. If it's not next week, see what happens. Later, fans, go watch go watch all that stuff that we gave you. King of Kong, Chasing Ghost, Cobra Kai, and go watch some NWO videos and stuff like WCW Nitro, stuff like that. And watch Jason's videos, Monster Trucks, <clears throat> Vlogs, all that stuff. Out of here. 